My name's Rat, and I want to tell you about the Transformers. My curiosity is aroused. Hey guys, and welcome back to Transformers Tuesdays. Uh, this is Mike. I'm going to be your host tonight, and uh, we've got a special kind of show for you tonight. Uh, I don't know. It's, I guess it's sort of off the beaten path, or it, I don't know. It was just a weird idea I had that, like, uh, some we we try to you know explore some some obscure like Transformers fiction sometimes, and this isn't even i don't know like there there is fiction elements to it but it isn't really like you know there's no deep storylines or anything here but we're going to be talking about transformer <laughs> commercials tonight and um basically what i've done is i i i picked a i cherry picked a bunch of commercials that i thought either like represented an era or a line pretty well or or just plain funny ass and you know we can make fun of and we're we're just gonna like you know watch those one by one and offer our commentary our our witty comments or you know whatever whatever have you um before I, you know, introduce any everyone, I just like to make sure and like ask you guys, like before we start this podcast, uh, would any of you like to uh, give up the power to podcast in order to uh, become more show accurate? Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> okay, good. Just yeah, thank you. You you guys were inexplicably like really into it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I, I give up podcasting to become stronger, faster, better than ever before. And then I could, like, you know, I don't know, somebody could, like, snap my crotch and then I'd, like, spring back and be all awesome and shit. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be cool. Disclaimer, toys do not actually my, my do big question, my, my big question is, Mike, is if I give up doing podcasting, do I get a spring-loaded missile launcher? Yes, and you get a little tiny, like, two-toned, like, robot droid that follows you everywhere. I've got that right now. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you do. <laughs> you have Dogasaurus. It's like, it's like Action Master Derek with Dogasaurus turns into helicopter. <laughs> Batteries not included. <laughs> okay, well, I guess we've, we've spoiled a little bit of who's on. Um, But uh, why don't the rest of you guys say hello? Hey, this is Brian Breakdown. Slamming Mem and Jim and Superion. <laughs> that's my intro deal with it hey this is justin i gave up my fabulous secret transforming powers to become an action master and i immediately regret this decision <laughs> <laughs> hey guys this is tony and you may not know this but i am a pretty big bad gudicus i think we all are in some way i think all of us deep down inside are there's a dudicus lurking within you shut your f fucking mouth <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure the, 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 words. <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure the ins and outs of dudicuses will will be a topic of discussion <laughs> later on yes but 
let's basically, you know, yeah, we'll get into it. Basically, how I'm going to set this up is we'll we'll each watch the commercial, like, you know, and so it's, like, fresh in our minds, and we'll discuss them one by one. And, uh, like, I kind of put these in, like, mostly chronological order in terms of, like, when they were released, what year, and when what, you know, in terms of what, you know, the lineage of Transformers and whatnot. So, um, let's, uh, let's watch the very first one. <laughs> We're all gonna do. <laughs> okay, so yes, uh, as you could probably tell, we just we what well, the first commercial we just watched was the original Diaclone commercial, and uh, I figured you know this this is like you know where Transformers sprung from, so I, I figured this should be in there, and uh, basically you know there's a. You know, it says Diochrome, and it, it basically shows like there's an avalanche in Japan or whatever. So the you know the car robots, uh, not Sunstreaker and not Ironhide, you know, pull out in some lovely stop motion animation, and uh, not as good as Steel Jaws, but you know, pretty still pretty good. But uh, they come and they they stand in front of the avalanche, and I assume they they prevent it or whatever and then you know they show the toys and some kid bangs them together and then yeah and that that's pretty much <laughs> it so i mean i i, I kind of like i it seems like a lot of the japanese ones that i looked at like use like stop motion animation i, yeah, I kind of they're, they're they're pretty good at doing that i mean i i know it's not cool. like state of the art or anything but i mean it's a cool yeah itself. like i wish some of some of the later transformer ones do it but i wish like more of them did like uh, at least the West, I mean, the Western. Yeah, and, I, I, and I like not Sunstreak or not Ironhide, in case you're wondering what Mike's talking about. Besides the fact that these are not those characters, obviously, like Sunstreaker is red in this version and Ironhide is black. So that's also why he calls him that. And it's like, you know, because Diaclone had like multiple colors of the same toy, like. Yeah, like before I, Hasbro did it and they just they weren't. Weren't they were all kind of like drones, weren't they? Like sort of like I don't know anything about the Diaclone like storyline or anything, but weren't they all like you know they were all piloted, yeah, yeah, like like our mass produced things, yeah. Yeah, it was like people <laughs> people drove them around, right? That's why they had the little cockpits for like yeah. the seekers, right? Yeah. Like, no, no, what, I, I was yeah. just going to say, like, I, I don't know if this is, like, dead on the nail or obvious or whatever, but it's like, when you, as a Transformers fan, when you see a red Lamborghini, you immediately think Sideswipe, but then when he transforms, you're like, oh, yeah, it's Sunstreaker, you know, like, but he's painted red, so you got that whole kind of hubcap, cliff jumper, bumblebee, bumble jumper thing going on there sort of and then my joke was going to be that ironhide was uh movie accurate colors or whatever yeah i know he's like yeah, all right. black I, I was gonna like the funny thing it... i noticed about this commercial was that like i i get they're trying to show like i guess like you know that there's there's some kind of danger so it's like a landslide and then they show a bunch of people running but then in the foreground there's this one old guy who's just like casually walking. So it's kind of like I, I guess he's not too worried about the landslide. Like okay. And then the, the second part of that was like did. I guess it's Tuesday. Yeah, it was like the second part of that is like is that landslide really so like serious that it threatens like the whole city or whatever? But you know, those those are just like <laughs> silly thoughts. I I think the main thing I noticed was like the the kid kid playing with the toys at the end he looks suspiciously like the mysterious kid in any japanese movie who has a dark secret and he's going to kill people with mental powers 
I, I like his futuristic like spacesuit thing he's wearing. <laughs> like if I was a kid, I'd be like, I want that. Yeah, he looks like he should be like, yeah, like um, a staff a staff member on some like like what do you call <laughs> Sentai ship or something like that. Yeah. Kid genius, Aki hero. <laughs> you know. Mike, do you know what year this commercial is from? I think it's like nineteen like seventy right? something. Yeah. You know, that is something I should have probably, like, actually written down, like, what year each commercial was from, but, you know. I was guessing it was, like, 78 or 70. Yeah, I was going to say, like, in general, it's probably, we we probably got a good idea. Like, when the Transformer ones start up, we'll know, we'll probably know exactly what year it's from. Um, It's interesting that we're talking about Sunshaker being red and everything, because there's conjecture among uh, diehard fans that Sunstreaker and Sideswipes, Tech cars, their bios were actually switched and Sunstreaker was supposed to get Sideswipes and Sideswipes was supposed to get Sunstreaker. That's why you have inconsistencies like Sideswipe having flares on his shoulders, which Sunstreaker has. And, and you know, <clears throat> like the fact that, like, you know, it says Sunstreaker has like a missile launcher, which he doesn't. So I yeah. always thought that was kind of interesting. That they, yeah. What about, what about you, Brian? Like, what do you think of this? Um, I don't know. Like, it's like every child's wet dream like watching the the toys play by themselves it's a pretty rad commercial and i'm totally jealous of the kids outfit i mean <laughs> all everyone at my school always dressed like that and i was poor so i mean he looked completely normal and i looked like the oddball not dressing like that so you didn't you didn't have those futuristic like skin tight like jumpsuits or whatever no, no, with the silver and the buttons no okay it's like he stole darth vader's pocket protector or some shit <laughs> Yeah, those buttons like, on look at brian he's wearing jeans again i guess i guess some, brian's not rich enough to be saved by the diaclone guys from the avalanche or whatever okay well i think i think we've said everything we were gonna say about the diaclone commercial so let us watch the next one why don't we it is a world transformed where things are not what they seem it is the world of the transformers transformers more than meets the eye. More than meets the eye. <laughs> In a world transformed. <laughs> okay, so yeah, that that was the uh, the original Transformers commercial, which uh, I guess was at that point plugging the Marvel comic, obviously. And uh, I mean, did anyone notice something like right away when the two ships were like flying around? That's not the arc. Yeah, I was going to say, like, they don't, neither of them really look anything like the Ark or the, what would come to be known as the Nemesis. But, um, actually, well, I was going to say, once the Ark crashes, it kind of reminded me of how it looked in the first few issues of, like, the Marvel comic. Like, sort of, like, elongated, I guess, and the, like, the engines were more, like, grouped together, but, I mean, other than that, yeah, it's a little weird. And then, then you've got, like... It shows a bunch of, you know, it shows Optimus and Megatron and their respective troops, like, firing on each other. And Optimus and Megatron both have, like, sort of pre-production designs themselves. I was just going to say that the, the designs of Megatron and Prime were a lot more like they looked in the comic books than how they would go on to look in the animated show. I mean, it's it's interesting that you've got, basically, the Transformers theme song crafted in this little you know, 30 second commercial for a comic book. But if you go ahead and look at like the cover to Transformers number two, it's like those character designs come to life specifically. 
Yeah, you've got Megatron with the black helmet. Like that's what I noticed, and he's got he's got the I don't know the the head that like Floro Derry designed for him, I guess that yeah. like did not make it into the actual cartoon. Yeah, as I saying, like the um his fusion cannon, almost like more like a gun rather than like just a cannon on his arm. He's like actually aiming it and you know has a trigger to pull and stuff. It, it was cool though. If I was a kid, which I was, you know, sadly in '84. Um, yeah, I, I actually remember seeing this car, this commercial, and I was just like, you know, I'm gonna I'll take a wild guess and probably sitting in front of the TV eating a big ass bowl of like whatever popular cereal of the day was. Um, so did the comics <laughs> actually debut and hit before the cartoon did for most people? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. The first three, the first three issues of the comic were released before the cartoon was released. Yeah, this well, this this definitely predates the cartoon. Thank God they set it up that uh, Ratchet was such a party animal because I mean I needed that for the show. <laughs> Without that information, I mean you went into the show totally blind and it just didn't make sense. But Justin, any thoughts on this one? <laughs> Not really. You guys covered everything. Okay then. Let's. Uh, I guess then we will move on to the next one. As if no one already knew the Japanese were better than us. Like, look at how shitty that stop motion is with the toys. <laughs> and how captured that fucking kid is. Like, holy shit, that Asian kid was way better than that American dude. It's I don't true. want to buy this toy. <laughs> it's very true. Yes, yeah, so we just we watched the Soundwave commercial, if you couldn't tell. And, uh, yeah, it, it sells Soundwave and Buzzsaw and or Laserbeak. And then, you know, it also shows Jazz and Sideswipe. And we are extolled, extolled to get more Autobots. Like, like it, it also, also sells. Get more Autobots. It also sells getting a bull haircut and speaking in a robotic voice. So there you go. I guess so. Yes. All right. <laughs> I guess the 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 animation at the beginning is kind of like wonky too. Like it looks like Soundwave's kind of rocking a pre-production design, and he he actually like physically like takes Laserbeak out of his chest and throws him at like the Autobots. So I never have had a bird. <laughs> I never had Soundwave, but is, is he that easy to, like, transform? Because that guy does it, like, really quick. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could, if you know it that well. I could, Like, I could probably, like, I would say you could probably, not that fast, but you could probably transform him in, like, eight seconds if you moved really fast. But Yeah, it's like one of those, you know, we used to talk about, like, the mental memory. It's like, I think I have a good mental memory of Soundwave. So it's like, and that... I, I, I don't know that the commercial facilitates that, but but it, it definitely is true. Like, I mean, it's not like it was an extremely hard transformation, even though somebody who isn't familiar with it might be confounded on how you're doing it so fast. But it, it's just, you know, if, if you know it already, then you could probably do it that quickly. Uh, all my Transformers just like did like the, the commercial. They went to a blur and then they, they were a robot. So I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's how, the, that's how the toys actually functioned. Yeah, I like I, I uh, not to be anal though. I was like annoyed that the uh, laser beak or buzzsaw laser cannon was like, I was like, that's Bug Rogers spaceship sound effects, motherfucker. He don't steal the laser. <laughs> oh yeah, the boo boo. Yeah, I, I was gonna say I like I like how the kids are like, it's the Decepticon communicator. Look out, he's gonna communicate at us. <laughs> I was like, really? Is that like the best way to sell that toy? Like, I don't know. 
I would just like to talk. <laughs> are, are those are those the kids that grew up to be like the producers of the modern day Transformers movies? Is that why we're we're not getting like Soundwave as a cassette tape player ever again? He's always going to be. They like were a... traumatized from being in this commercial. <laughs> Because people like Brian made cutting remarks about their buck teeth. Well, I'm, I mean, that gap in his tooth is actually from the tape hitting him in the face when John Wick chucks it. It's like, if you look, it's just the same width as the uh, 80s cassette. So. I guess that makes perfect sense. Okay, well then, that was our, our thoughts on the Soundwave commercial. So let's move on to the next one. What kind of wheels he got? More than meets the eye. The Transformers Power Cycle, new from Coleco. <laughs> I love okay. this. Yeah, okay, so like, I, I picked this one like not only because it's hilarious, but I actually had in my head something Brian said like way, way, way back when, where he, or I think he said it a couple times, he was making fun of the company Coleco. So, and then I noticed, and I was like, oh, of course they made an epic fail of a Transformers toy, too. So that's, <laughs> Coleco, that's pretty much... first we ruined computers, then we ruined video games, now we ruined big wheels. <laughs> Enjoy the shit fest. Also, what struck me about what? the video is, like, now if you had a kid on a big wheel, like, riding around saying, missiles, fire, like, he would instantly be shot by cops. <laughs> like, there'd be, like, four or five SWAT teams on him, like, instantly taking his ass out, so. It's true. A lot of change in modern time. I will say, first of all, I want whatever drugs this kid's on, because he's like, that playground looks like an oil refinery. And, and <laughs> second of all, it's like, kid, I, this kid is going to grow to be a sociopath because he's shooting at the Autobots. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, the kid has no idea what side he's on. At first, he's attacking the Decepticons, and then he's attacking the Autobots. And Thank you, yeah. recycled footage. Thank you. He's a wild card. He plays by his own rules. Clearly, yeah. You know what, though? I gotta admit, I like his Boogie Nights jacket. I mean, it's 80s, it's gray, it's really it's really slick, you know. He, he's got it going on, you know. Okay, here's a, here's, a, here's a serious question for you guys, and I, I imagine the answer is going to be no, but did any of you own the Power Cycle? See, I, I think... No. I, I, I'm gonna say no, because that's true, but the, I think I knew... Because, see, I was too old. Like, I know this is gonna sound weird, but it's like... I was buying Transformers at this point, but I, I don't think I was at that Big Wheels age any longer. Like that, my Big, big Wheels age would have been like when like Star Wars and, and Empire Strikes Back was coming out, and this was like a little after that. So I was like sort of too old to have a Big Wheels. Like I probably had a real bike, but I think there were some kids next door that were younger than me, but also like Transformers. So like I have a vague memory of maybe one of them owning it or something and me thinking like oh i wish i was like six so i could like ride this stupid coleco bike and not <laughs> be like a dumbass you know, or a jackass doing it but they they seem to have fun with it i mean it, it just seemed like it was one of those you know like you know it it, it definitely it, it's got a ceiling of the age range it could appeal to i suppose they're sitting there like i'm sitting there looking like a jerk riding on two wheels and they've got three <laughs> I had one. It wasn't Transformers, but it was made to look like Kit from Knight Rider. But it, I don't think it did anything. I think you just, you know, you just pedaled and it didn't have any missiles or any voice thingy or anything. So it wasn't like so impressive that some other kid like walked up to you and be and was like, you know, what kind of wheels you got? <laughs> no. <laughs> We're friends now. <laughs> He's like missile that We're motherfucker. Friends, you're a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> 
I was just going to say that my ass has graced the holiness that is the Coleco Transformer big wheel. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but, like, you, you have, like, toy collectors now that talk about shitty transformations and things not tabbing in and, like, locking securely. Like, that was this thing to a T. It was, like, this soft, shitty plastic and just kind of floppy all over the place. That's all. Didn't it, didn't it get to the point where, like, those missiles, those arms just fucking hung there like yeah or whatever like that's, that's what like, i that's what i seem to remember about it because i know i didn't own it but i i i could swear like some next door neighbor kids had it or something yeah. and that's what i remember those arms were just like droopy and and really loose eventually after the the newness wore off yep i was just gonna say so brian are you secretly hoping for a third party uh coleco big wheel update <laughs> yes i i need the update now i'll pay three hundred dollars for it immediately <laughs> <laughs> Big wheel, Chokokin. And then they'll have the die clone recolor, and I'll pay another three hundred for that. And then new new, <laughs> new Gundam will probably buy the, the superior, like third party one that yeah, costs. Yeah, the fourth party one that he likes better. And he'll say my <laughs> shit. <laughs> Yours isn't nearly as expensive. It must suck. And then and then his Hot Toys Incredible Hulk can like pedal it around the neighborhood. Okay, here's here's my last serious question about the the power cycle. Would any of you like to see it adapted into one of the comics as, like, a character or something? (laughs) 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 Oh, shit. They should have did that with, like, Armada as a minicon or something. No kidding, that'd be fucking hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) That's his voice, too. Just like a... Like, that's his only, like, verbal communication. I think I I broke Derek. (laughs) Bye-bye. <laughs> we need help. Someone call in useless. Here he comes. Call him Scoot. Like he doesn't even get Scooter like Gobots had. His name's just fucking <laughs> Scoot. We need you. <laughs> <laughs> Scoot charging into battle. Missiles away. <laughs> uh, and the thing is, his name's not even like Scoot. It's actually Scott, but he's Canadian, so everybody calls him Scoot. Hello, Scoot. <laughs> Scoot. Scoot was oh, God. So, so the answer well, is. Th- okay well that's that's gonna be my like mission in life now if i ever write official transformers like product making power cycle like an official character the only thing that'll be more detrimental is you'll you'll have to have him like beat up rodimus prime and like wrest control of the matrix and lead the autobots or something crazy because that would really piss me off so Okay, can do. You've lived, you've lived through Kabiter Wars. You've lived through Titan Wars. Lived through Scoop Wars. <laughs> power cycle. Scoop? Oh God! It's like power cycle is back, and this time no force in the universe can stop him. All right then. I think we've said that we've gone quite uh, in depth on power cycle. So the, let us the watch. Party the version of them will have Kalako instead of Kaliko on the sticker. <laughs> Tired of losing battle after battle in the sky, the Autobots create the ultimate robot jet, Jetfire. Transformers, more than meets the eye. But the evil Decepticons have a secret new weapon, Shockwave. Well, thank God mm. Gap is still putting food on the table for his family. <laughs> 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 it was really serious about that, too. Yes, so he stopped yelling at us. So yes, we we we've just watched the commercial for Shockwave and Jetfire. 
Um, yes, and uh, it it uh, it it features a a very he must be on Prozac or something because Victor Caroli sounds like so like super not into it like he's he's super out of it he's like the Decepticons have a I secret was weapon. Shockwave, uh, shockwave. He's like, he's like falling asleep or something. Yeah, a little uh, bit revisionist yeah, like, too, like, like losing battle after battle. Like my ass, like they win every fucking episode. Yeah, I know. Like what? What's and who's the, the Skyfire character? He looks badass. Well, I'd like no. To be, to be fair though, uh, sorry, I don't want to get into it, but I I think this is like recycled animation from like more comic book commercials. And if you go by that, it's like the Autobots were getting their asses whooped left and right in the comic series. I mean, they, yeah. were, they, were, they were all blown up to shit at the end of the miniseries, and Shockwave pretty much had run of the whole lot of them after that. So I, I think there's some of that divergence between, you know, cartoon and comic. Like, not to Dude, get all serious, but... Yeah. Damn, I should, you sense-making. <laughs> I, should, I should bring up, like, this yeah, is the, like, I think, the only time we ever see, like, Jetfire's, like, original toy, like, model, like, in animation. Because, obviously, like, Robotech yeah, became really yeah. big at, yeah, at a certain point, and then they couldn't use that, like, you know, design anymore. But, it you is know, weird, it, like, how the licensing for that works, because it's, like, you can't, like, promote the toy to sell it, but you can make a commercial with that design but just not have that design in the cartoon i don't know yeah like I, yeah i don't get how that works that pans out but it's possible that that might have happened before they actually you know went to hash it out and they were like you know like hey use this in a commercial you can't use it in the cartoon and they're like okay i was gonna say like vince caroli though i, I did want to like make a joke about that too and like i don't know if it would be his 20 years but it's like you know the autobots tired of losing battle after battle and I'm just tired of narrating these damn things, so I'm just gonna take a nap now. Yeah, it's like usually he's like so like you know I love you know I know I love me doing some like Victor Caroli uh, impressions, but this one was I was like man like where's all your energy man like usually he's like you know he's really into it man like he's like you know here comes Jetfire the best fucking toy you'll ever buy. <laughs> <laughs> this time he was just kind of like you know here's Jetfire. Yeah, exactly. Maybe maybe he's trying to sell like the desperation of the the comic book Autobots losing battle yeah. after battle. Maybe he's just trying to be as tired as they must be from getting their asses whooped by Shockwave and Megatron getting his ass whooped by like water towers or whatever the fuck Shockwave does to him. You know, like that kind of thing. So, yeah. like, did did anybody own any of these? Because I know I owned Shockwave at one point, and I thought he was super badass. I mean, especially when I had him as a kid, but. Yeah, I had Shockwave and Jetfire I had, both. I had Jetfire. Jetfire was it, badass. I love Jetfire. Yeah. He was just great. And as a kid, he's like so different than other Transformers just because, you know, of his design. It's like a, it's like a, and you can tell it's from a completely different toy line. Like he doesn't fit in, but he was a, like a super badass toy. Like more articulation than like most of the toys in that range at that time. Yeah. And like more metal. And yeah. I, don't know. I was about to say, Brian, like, I, I, I would hold him up today to like modern toys. I mean, he's going to fall short a little bit because modern toys do have a lot more articulation. But I would put like Jetfire next to like Armada or Energon and be like, Jetfire is better than that. You know? Oh yeah. Oh, I I know I I've yeah. never owned a Shockwave or a Jetfire. What about you, Justin? No, I was too poor. I guess. <laughs> did Did anybody ever own the the knockoff like Radio Shack Shockwave? 
Jack Wave. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but my friend did the gray one. Yeah, he he was the the one thing I didn't like about Shockwave. I guess Shockwave had the same buttons. I don't know if he did or not. But his laser sounds did suck. They were like the whole like yeah, I never owned that one, but I, I remember just being like in wonderment of it because I think at that point I didn't understand. You know, it's kind of like, but that's Shockwave, but not Shockwave. Like, I'm just like, how is this going on? Like, I didn't I didn't really get it. But I'll ask. Let me ask one more thing of you guys. Like, when do you remember when you became like aware of like the disparity between Jetfire's like toy slash like this commercials like character model and like the cartoon and how he appeared in the comic and stuff? Immediately, I, I was like, "What the fuck is this shit?" <laughs> like, I wasn't sure if they were supposed to be the same character or not. Like, when I first saw the Jetfire toy, I was like, "Is that?" Like, because I had read the comic, so I was like, I know Jetfire, he's called Jetfire in the comic, but I was like, but that looks like Skyfire from the cartoon, and I was like, are they supposed to be the same guy? Like, cause, I, like I, I eventually... Think, I think I just sort of reconciled it as, like, one was stupid. Do you know what I mean? Like, like in other words, like, <laughs> I, think, I think my attitude was like, well, the comic book calls him Jetfire, and then the TV show calls him Skyfire, and then it was like one of those things where it's like, I, I think... Probably what I did was I probably prioritized, like, the cartoon or something at that point. And I, I could see myself, like, taking a pencil and crossing out Jet and writing <laughs> Sky and just being like, you're dumb. This is Skyfire, you know, or what, <laughs> like, or, or vice versa, you know what I mean? Like, in my headcanon. But but I just, I could see myself doing it like I did with those, like, universe books. Like, I, I, I bet you if I still had those old old copies of those transformers universe books i bet you if it got to like the jet fire list thing i probably like scratched out the jet and wrote like sky and pencil over it or something stupid like that <laughs> actually derek was the original hipster he like was so ahead of the time he actually went malaysian on it and he's like you're not sky fire you're not jet fire i'm gonna call you steve <laughs> starship steve or something it's like <laughs> Steve Fire. <laughs> okay, so that was Jetfire and Shockwave, so let us move on to the next one. Only we are Autobots and Decepticons. Good versus evil. And only we have the right to be called the Transformers. The Transformers. Only the Transformers are real Transformers, each sold separately from Hasbro. Fuck you, GoBots. Only we have the right to say, <laughs> fuck you, GoBots. Yeah, I, like, I, I wanted to ask you guys, like, well, let me let me just, you know, explain. This, this is this the commercial for Rub Signs, basically. And, you, you know, everyone knows, like, you know, if you're a Transformers fan, like, some toys have the Rub Sign, where they have, you know, the little black symbol, and if you put enough heat on it, it, it you know, reveals their allegiance or whatever. And... This commercial, like, it, it comes, ac yeah, it it comes really across like you know, don't buy any of those other like transforming toys. Like, only the Transformers are the real Transformers. So that, like, I don't know, like, what do you guys think about that? I I laughed my ass off when I saw your little title card for it because I totally get what you're saying. As a kid, I I think I was so into the lore that like. Like I just referenced the commercial that I first experienced the whole rub sign thing in, and that was always with like 
like the well, what do they call him like the mini spy like that guy that like basically it's like oh you wrote oh this. yeah he basically the idea was he was a car so all the autobots are like oh yeah it's like another car dude just like us but it turns out you rub his fucking sign and he's a decepticon you know and it's like oh well we didn't know and he's a mini spy and all that, that stuff and that's what i always like for me i never thought of the rub sign as some kind of form of legitimacy like it was like this is the hasbro stamp of approval if you don't buy this other toy you know if you don't buy these toys you're a poor little shit or what like i never i never took it that way like i always took it as you know like you better rub the rub sign because you don't know maybe that side swipe is actually a decepticon you know what i mean like like it's like you better rub it to you know find out if he's on the right side like that's kind of how i took it as a kid anyway um I, I think the way i look at it is um back in the day i didn't look at it as that way when i was a kid but when i grew up i kind of realized what was going on i don't think it was actually a slam against uh gobots because GoBots was its own thing. Like, there was no shared uh, molds or anything like that. GoBots was obviously the machine robo. And uh, as, you know, we talked about earlier, Transformers, was major- the majority of it was Diaclone. But in the 80s, if you went to a toy store like KB, yes, KB was a toy store back then, kids. Um, Toys R Us or anything like that, there would be Transformers. There would be GoBots. And there would be, like, a whole aisle of robots. And there were all these different ones. And some of them them were knockoffs some of them were like shackway from radio shack and stuff like that and i think it was more of a strike against that they were getting like you know all these copies and you know i don't think it was really so much about go boss and stuff um but on a different note um there was a six foot three guy who was at the store and if i walked out with a go bot he would punch me and say that's not a transformer <laughs> yeah he did like the, the narrator does seem very very like insistent at the end like you know don't buy any others or else like almost like yeah, really really <laughs> yeah. really kind of threatening oh as a kid i always had my gobots like play i would play with them with my transformers like sometimes sometimes they would team up and sometimes the transformers would fight the gobots so like i never you know i, I just thought it was another cool well, yeah like, I, think, I think a lot of kids did I think a lot of us did that who had GoBots. We were like, I don't give a shit. You can have all the commercials you want. They both turn into cars, so they're going to play together. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I did have a I did have a large collection of GoBots, so I don't... I think if the goal of this commercial was to convince me that GoBots weren't good enough, like, it failed, so... <laughs> oh, one, one last bit of uh, little trivia, I guess, like, about this commercial. Like, the, the current, as as we're recording this, like, the current arc in the, the adjectiveless Transformers book is called Conquerors. And, uh, like, at one point Galvatron says in it, we are Conquerors, and only we have the right to be called Decepticons. And, like, until I watched this commercial, I didn't realize that was, like, a callback to this. But that's pretty cool. Huh. Yeah, I like. It'd the, be funny uh, if the next panel he's like rubbing his chest to reveal his rub sign. <laughs> I like Optimus and Megatron's like uh, narration of this commercial. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty epic. I think. Yeah, but yeah. So like, I thought that this would be an interesting one to discuss because like like I like Derek said, I wouldn't have taken this any other way. Like if I saw it as a kid, but nowadays, like I guess I'm I'm kind of like this seems I'm like a little more cynical, and it seems like you know, it almost seems like a like a mafia strong arm tactic to me or something. <laughs> but you will buy Hasbro Transformers, or we will fuck your mother. <laughs> <laughs> like what? <laughs> Wait, what? What was that last part? <laughs> 
About buying Hasbro Transformers? Hey kid, no, uh, no, the other part. Like, what? He's like, hey, kid, I see you bought a GoBot. I don't think you want to do that. Now, do you? <laughs> Might oh, make some it, people a little upset, you know? <laughs> it looks like Gaptooth lost his job, too. Yeah. He was caught buying GoBots in a back alley. <laughs> <laughs> GoBots got Gaptooth. <laughs> do you want to end up like him? Then don't buy GoBots. Okay, well, rub signs, yeah, so let's watch the next one. I know what I want. Triple changer! I have lots of stuff! Each sold separately from Hasbro, while supplies last. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, wow, that kid's, uh, yeah, that kid's bitten by the Hasbro bug, and he's, uh, he's not gonna, he's not gonna be alright. Little Bruce Banner's like, I will play with triple changers, (laughs) bruh. Yeah, so we we just we've like, just I watched. Know, I know what I want. I want to be Christmas Bunny Demon God Cthulhu. <laughs> yeah, holy shit! I know. Well, we've just watched the uh, Perceptor slash Triple Changers commercial. Yes, and at one point, uh, a kid in it uh, gets green eyes and becomes possessed by the you know the spirit of Hasbro, <laughs> and like demands of you know an unseen guardian that I want Triple Changers or whatever. So. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> I I do have uh, to lament that I own Perceptor for all of like three seconds before I lost him. So this commercial always sort of makes me sad because I'm like I did own Perceptor and I think I bought or or I asked for Perceptor because he was you know to me he was one of those season three cast members that was like one of the Autobots that still sort of made it out you know in the movie and everything. So it was important to me and I was like great I've got Blaster I've got Perceptor I've got you know. Blur, Hot Rod, Cup, you know, all these guys, and, you know, Ultra Magnus, whoever, Wheelie, you know, those guys. But I I was always sad because I don't think I ever had it. I don't don't know if I lost it or somebody swiped it or whatever happened to it, but it was just like one of those things where it was like, all I have left is Perceptor's rifle, and I don't know what happened to Perceptor. (laughs) So I was sad. uh, It's not like the commercial didn't warn you, Derek. It said, while supplies last on Perceptor right there. Yeah, they were talking about those five-finger supplies or whatever, right? I guess so, yeah. um, And and apparently Perceptor is only as big as Spike Witwicky in this. Yeah, I was going to say, it's pretty interesting that, like, Perceptor seems to be, like, the size of, like, a mini-bot or even smaller, like, when he transforms. Like, I I don't know, maybe they were figuring he was, like, you know, well, since he's a microscope, but... Yeah, I don't know. It's it's pretty odd, but you, do you think they were trying to also? You think they were trying to like sort of say, "Hey, look, he turns into a working microscope." You know, parents like it's educational, kind of. Education. Know? Does he have missiles? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I think one of the things that really made me laugh is like you know, you know, you know Megatron has devised the triple changers, the most evil Decepticons of all, and I just like picturing like Astrotrain and like you know. I'm a triple changer, and it pisses me off so fucking much. <laughs> it's weird that they say Megatron created the triple changers, like, because it seems like in a lot of these cases, it seems like they were just, you know, dudes that were hanging out on Cybertron, and then they get, you know, space bridged over or whatever, and it'd be like, hey, what's up, bro? I'm Astrotrain. I'm Blitzwing or whatever. <laughs> it, or I was, you know, I was working for Lord Straxus, if we're looking at the comics. But <laughs> in this case, it's one of those situations where they're like, you know, these guys were created, you know, and their sparks were molded from, I don't know, chewing gum and whatever, you know, so it, that that's kind of an interesting <laughs> notion that they didn't exist before 
that commercial pretty much. And and, and it is kind of cool because we, we see yet more footage that I guess might be from a comic book tie-in because that's not from the show. <laughs> I don't I don't remember Perceptor and Blitzwing yeah. and Astro Train fighting in the comics. Like honestly, no. they didn't they didn't even show up in the comics until Octane was around. Yeah, like a- so, Astro Train so, and Blitzwing didn't show up until like probably even maybe after their toys were like gone from long, shelves. Long gone. So, yeah. yeah. So I I owned Astro Train. Did anybody else own either of the Decepticon Triple Changers? Add Blitzwing. I had Astro Train. I it got to the point where like Astro Train Well, no, I I don't know. I don't know. I, I I guess it's like for me. It was like it was those little bitty arms. That's the one that pissed me off. I just well, and his legs were horrible. <laughs> well, that that's what I was gonna say. Like I, at some point, I would always muck up the basically. At some point, he could only transform into a space shuttle because those little flaps on his legs like broke off or got misplaced or whatever it was, and eventually it was like there was no way to turn him into the train. Yeah, because his legs were on these kind of rails, and you had to kind of pull them down and also out, so they were kind of tricky, yeah. I, I owned a Blitzwing, but I'd never, like, I, and I, I played with Perceptor before. Like, a friend had Perceptor, but, like, I don't think I've ever had Astro Train. Blitzwing actually always had a little bit of fan aura for me, because my friend had Blitzwing, and I didn't. And whenever i come over to play with my Transformers and his, I don't know why, I don't know if it was just my eight-year-old mindset... I just thought Blitzwing looked so cool. I was like, I want to play with Blitzwing, and I don't know. He's always remained kind of a favorite for me. I don't know why. I always thought it was an odd pairing that you get a like a modern space shuttle with like an 1800 steam locomotive. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I don't know about you, Derek, but I mean, he was space shuttle 90% of the time when I was playing. Yeah, I mean, for me, yeah. that was just by that was just by necessity because, like I said, the 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 1900 train wheels flew off the fucking handle <laughs> like not not too long after i had it i don't think for me i mean this may be a case of me being like a slingshot lover or whatever like and being an astro train lover just because it was one of the toys i had for a long time and i did always like the concept that i don't know why but astro train always seemed important to me because in the movie he could transport like all the deceptive cons in him so he had that whole mass size thing going on so i always thought like he was important like i could be like all right i'll transform master train into a shuttle and even though you know you couldn't literally like squeeze your whole army into him like i would always like open those leg transforming top panels, top yeah. panels and be like oh everybody's gonna jump inside him and close them <laughs> and you know yeah. whatever it, you know it's pretend right so you're like pretending that all these Guys well, well, no, like, Tape was definitely very cool in the cartoon. I, I really like Astro Tape the character. Right? And, and like I mean, and, well, I'm just saying, I'm trying to make excuses for the shitty toy. So let <laughs> me make excuses for the shitty toy. But, <laughs> but, but, and then the other thing too is like the stubby arms didn't bother me that much because his gun was like the size of my fucking penis, man. It was huge, man. It was just <laughs> giant, <laughs> so, you know. And I was just like, you know, dude, like. Because that, that, what what was that supposed to, I forget what they called it, like the Ion, you know, they all have fucking names for those guns. Ion, dis, ion Displacer Rifle. Yeah, that that thing was, I mean, basically, like, if you thought his arm was stubby, if you put it in his arm, like, basically, and, and counted it as part of his limb, you know, it went all the way down to his legs, you know, like, I mean, that, that gun was huge. I was just going to say, I'll give you one thing, Derek. At least on the bright side, at least his train mode, because of the way he transformed, he had three giant booster rockets, so he's the fastest fucking 19, 1800s train in the fucking world. Yeah, yeah. 
Any other thoughts on Astro Train, Blitzwing, or Perceptor? I'm just imagining, like, Derek's penis running down to the end of his leg now, because uh, that's how long Astro Train's been, <laughs> and that's how big Derek's penis is. So that's what I'm stuck on. And now you've made all of us imagine it, too. Thank you. <laughs> I love this gun. It was long and purple, just like my dick. We were, we were, do- <laughs> we were, we were doing so well. We were doing so well. But Sorry. Said, I did come from a Christmas party where I was drinking quite heavily, so... You thought we were on, on the rails? No, Astrotrain is off the rails because the rails break. They break when you try to transform them. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not the only one who's, like, semi-inebriated and like, yay. Nice. Okay, then. Well, let's move on to the next one. It's a working microscope. But it's really a robot. What a great tank. And a plane. And a robot. These are the Transformers, one of the fastest selling toys in America. If you want one for your kids this Christmas, go now while stores have a good selection. Go now while stores have a good selection. <laughs> how, how quickly after this, this video and him having to say robots in disguise... Did George Papadopoulos shoot himself? <laughs> was it that same day? Or was it... I can't remember. Oh, uh, yeah, so... We... <laughs> be a grown man and have to fucking say that. Yes. This oh, <laughs> robotic voice. Robots in disguise? Okay. I'm a legitimate actor, folks. Yes. This... It, was like, it was like he had a stroke. He was like, robots in disguise. I'm back. I'm okay. I'm good. This is, this is again this, an this example was... of... Of what we call like the cat food, dog food commercial. In yeah, I was gonna say this. This was actually aired in prime time, and that's uh, Alex Karras who played you know Webster's dad basically, and uh, yeah, he he is basically this aired in a prime time slot, so it was probably reminding parents to you know you know these toys are hot, man. Like oh man, they're smoking hot. Like you better go buy them. Like it's like they're fucking tickle me Elmo merged with I don't. know. I don't know whatever the last hot toy was. I, I just wish he'd like not known about the product and like he's like you know, it's a microscope. The kid's like, and it turns into a robot. And he just like turns at him. He's like, it's a microscope. <laughs> he's like, what? I wasn't told of this. <laughs> Get into the stores now before scalpers take all the good shit like Grimlock and the diamonds. You know, you're like, motherfucker, give me my Grimlock. Yeah, I was going to ask Mike, like, is this the first commercial with the Dinobots, or do you know? No, no, it's not, but, oh. like, uh, I, I skipped over that commercial, because, honestly, it wasn't, like, interesting. But <laughs> this one, I thought, yeah, this one has a, a bunch of, like, yeah, spliced-in footage from earlier commercials, basically. Like, the yeah, the Dinobots and the Jump Starters and stuff like that, and, and Perceptor and whoever else. But, yeah, it, it aired... It, it supposedly aired, like, yeah, during, like, sitcoms or something, just so, you know, to remind parents, you know, that, uh, yeah, it, 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 like Derek I, I said, mean, these were, like, Tickle Me Elmo, like, Power Rangers type things that you had to buy, like, you know, months in advance if you wanted them for Christmas or whatever. It, it is kind of interesting, though, because, like, even though now, like, you know, he's a footnote, but uh, Alice Karras on Webster. Webster was like a really big show. It was like really yeah. popular at the time. Yeah. So yeah, this was, was like, yeah, getting kind of a big name actor to be like, pit my toys, bitch. <laughs> you know? It does bring back a Webster memory. Like there's one episode where Webster gets like a shit ton of birthday money. So he goes to like the milk shop and he's buying all these kids like free milkshakes. So they all fucking love Webster until it runs out of money. But um, 
Like, I remember in that commercial, like, there's a Skylinx, like, in the background on the shelf for sale. And I was like, why is there a Skylinx in a milk shop, you know, for sale? That doesn't make any sense. But kind of Transformer related. Cross promotion, man. Cross promotion. I think that episode was in black and white, Tony, if you want to look up the name of it and try to figure it out. <laughs> I will get back to you in six hours. Positive is black and white. <laughs> I'm sure it was. <laughs> it's like, if you like watching that commercial, you're like, look at all the fucking toys this kid has, and I don't have any of these. I've got, like, fucking, you know, I've got Hover. <laughs> and one, once again, I, I, I it seems like they, they make sure to say that Perceptor's a working microscope, you know, like, you know, it's like, education. those plastic <laughs> lenses, I think they were almost, like, two times power magnification. Like, yeah. Like, no shit looking through Perceptor. Yeah, wor- working is... Uh... Is relative, <laughs> and and I just yeah, want to like, say, have we as a country learned nothing from Webster? Nothing at all. <laughs> nothing. We've learned nothing from Webster, buy except to buy trans, except to buy, and then we run out of money. <laughs> yep. Except to buy Transformers yeah, early. You have to like how they even give you a time frame. They're like, you know, make sure to buy them before the Thanksgiving season, so you have plenty of time to wrap them and get that shit out under these. It's like Jesus, man. Do not. Buy food like, and turkey for your kids. Buy Grimlock. <laughs> well, they little that uh, people know that the, he they filmed a second commercial that never aired that aired like the week of Christmas where Alex Karras comes back and berates parents who are now stuck with buying like you know the jump starters or like you know or Huffer or Gears for their kids. Yeah, or GoBots, yeah. Also, in that long <laughs> sentence, Mike, you said little people. Was that a jab at Webster? <laughs> I don't appreciate no. that. No, it wasn't. Okay. But isn't that Emmanuel the t- Lewis no, is crying somewhere. Good yes, job, I'm not going. To, I'm not going to jump on that. No, no. <laughs> I'm going to. I'm just going to keep walking forward. Let's do another commercial, shall we? The courageous Ultra Magnus is a born leader. We meet at last, Galvatron. And it will be the last time we meet. Galvatron is Ultra Magnus, the sworn enemy! Guys, does Prime die? Okay, first off, first off, yes. (laughs) Stop talking about myself. Ultra Magnus is a born leader. Unless you watch a movie. (laughs) (laughs) Did I say he was huge? (laughs) No, I, I agree with Derek, though, like... For some reason, Megatron didn't like get turned into Galvatron. He just turned into his PR guy. Galvatron is so fucking awesome. Look at that guy. I love that. Look at that guy. He's really sweet. I like I his think my, abs. My, my, my favorite voice in the commercial is like so much more tolerable than his voice in the cartoon season three. Like, it's really he he's just like a calmer Megatron, basically. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's he's doing the same Galvatron Frank Welker voice. It's just he's not doing it as an insane person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I, my my favorite part of this commercial is like Ultra Magnus is like we made it last, Galvatron, and then like later Megatron is like, and Galvatron is Ultra Magnus's sworn enemy, and I'm like, well, you just met, like, how can you be his sworn enemy? Like, okay, he's huge. <laughs> Ultra Magnus has Alzheimer's. <laughs> I, I think that's another selling point. You know, it's like, oh, if you buy Ultra Magnus, you better buy Galvatron, or if you buy Galvatron, you better get Ultra Magnus. And of course, I've told that story, but you know, I got two Galvatrons, and then the dog ate one cannon, and then I replaced it and got Ultra Magnus. So obviously, the commercial worked on me. So I do, I do like how this commercial, like, it, it does kind of like promote 
like Ultra Magnus as like the new leader, and then Galvatron is possibly like a different, a whole different guy as Mega than yeah, Megatron. Yeah. So. Yeah, well, I mean, even the tech specs when yeah. they, they called them like city commanders, you were kind of thinking. I mean, the, the, before yeah. you saw the movie, or I don't know, it's I, I don't imagine any of us got to read Target 2006, but but any any kind of comic promotions or, or things that came out before the movie, you kind of sat there going, oh, this is the city commander. So, like, he's the commander of Metroplex, and this Galvatron guy must be the commander of Trypticon, but he still takes orders from Megatron. And then, you know, when you finally figure out they're the same guy, you're just like, oh, okay. And I, it's still hard for me to... I head around in the regular, like the the current IDW comics, that Galvatron is a completely different person from Megatron because it's like I I went so long without you know for not reading those for a while, and then I tried to start reading them again, and I had that weird moment where I was like, oh yeah, they're two different guys, like oh yeah, you know. So I was just gonna say the voiceover guy at the end and how he says. Does Prime die? It's like he's finding out like right then as he's reading, <laughs> and he's like a huge Prime fan, and then he's immediately out of it. Though. Does Prime die? <laughs> Whoa, my world what? is crumbling. My world is crumbling. What's going on? Well, I like how the commercial like almost answers that question, where it's like, here are the new leaders. Like they're awesome, and you know, like he's forget huge. about Mega. Yeah, <laughs> he's huge. Like forget about Optimus and Megatron. Like here are these new guys. Like. Yeah, I, I was gonna say I was just gonna echo like you and Derek's uh, comments about Galvatron and uh, Ultra Magnus because the toys actually came out before the movie, and they they actually were trying to keep it spoiler free. They're like, yeah, they're just city commanders, you know. And of course, Ultra Magnus doesn't become the leader, but even on uh, Rodimus Prime's bio, they they hint that he's like you know a more mature form of Rodimus, but they don't call him the leader of the Autobots. He's the Autobot protector. In his text back. So I think they were trying their best to keep spoilers away, but in the end, it just it does get confusing. You're just like, what? Little did anyone know that, but Ultra Magnus is just a big red herring, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, no, he's not a leader, even though he has Prime as a cab, and boy, we'll exploit that later on in Dreamwave. <laughs> yes, they will. Into infinity and beyond. But yeah, any right. <laughs> anyone else have anything else to say about this commercial? No? Okay, then. Let's watch the next one. And more Autobots join Optimus Prime. Cup reminds me of the battle on Beta 4. Hot Rod. Watch my smoke. Blur. They see me. NATO. And these are the new Decepticons, the evil Cyclonus. I'm spoiling for a fight. And Scourge. No one escapes the sweet. But soon, a new Autobot leader will arrive, introducing Rodimus Prime. No one can take on the Decepticons like Rodimus Prime. A total sucker for this commercial. <laughs> it's it's not bad. It's really good. Nobody. Rodimus Prime. Rodimus Prime. Rouse Dower. Oh, sorry. Rodimus Prime. Yeah. So this this, no, this is the this commercial. Is actually really good. Yeah. yeah. This is the commercial for you know the the year three cars and jets and then at the end they reveal Rodimus Prime. You know the the new <laughs> Autobot leader. And uh, yeah. So uh, I I just wanted to mention like anyone who like thinks like. You know, the, the people who want to believe that Cyclonus and was supposed to be Skywarp, well, they appear together in this commercial, so, yeah. So, fuck you guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, that it, not that it, like, will change anyone's minds, but, you know, if some people will think it's, like, it was, like, in the script or something that they, that happens, but it's not, like, clearly, so. But television yeah, like, commercials are not... Now. 
Damn like, I'm spoiling for a fuck. <laughs> I'm sorry, Derek. I cut you off. Go ahead and say what no, you're no, saying. No, no, no. I... I, just, I was like, television commercials are not canon. No, I guess, but but <laughs> they're not. They, they they exist in their own micro continuity. I guess I don't know. That's that's probably how the wiki would put it. I, I I was just upset that they seemed to only have like two voice actors for that whole, whole commercial, where it was like everybody got to say like one because like Cyclonus obviously was not voiced by his traditional. Yeah. Voice actor, the guy from. But he's spoiling for the fight. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't Harry Mudd. It wasn't like I'm spoiling for a fight. You know, it was like you know. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I, I agree with Derek. This is this is pretty. I don't know. It hits the feels. You know, it's like Rodimus Prime, and like you know, they even say he's a leader in this one. They're like, you know, there's a new Autobot leader. You're gonna hate him because you're a fucking asshole, but he's really cool. Quit being so judgmental, but they couldn't fit all, all in there. So. Hey, well, nobody can take on the Decepticons like Rodimus Prime, or so I am led to believe. I, I totally, I totally believe this commercial because I went out and bought Hot Rod and Rodimus. Well, I got Hot Rod and Rodimus Prime for Christmas, and I think I got Cyclonus and Scourge at the same time. So I was all about this commercial, apparently. I feel like this is like Simon Furman's like Cyclonus, like who's a big stupid idiot thug because he's spoiling for a fight. <laughs> this is probably like probably the biggest mark against me as a Transformers collector. I actually purchased Cyclonus uh, when I was a kid, and and I, I brought him home and I opened him up, and I was playing with him and stuff. And over and over again, I got really pissed off at his big, dumb, stupid purple fist. And I was like, I hate this toy. And I, I took it back. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was I was thinking of you, Tony, when, yeah. when I was watching this commercial, because you were you were like at one point you were like, yeah, I used to differentiate like Scourge and the sweeps by saying like Scourge had the pink fingernails or whatever. And like he sort of like shoots lasers out of his fingernails in this commercial very briefly. So I was kind of like, well, see, Tony was right. Like the pink na- fingernails are special. Fact confirmed. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Nailed it. Now I just got to find that black and white commercial dart like Brian was talking about shit <laughs> nobody fights the autobots like pink fingernails pink fingernails but lee press on nails is angry <laughs> do you also think that this was a a this was this commercial was like paid for by like big tobacco or something because hot rod says watch my smoke but like kids would be like you know did he just say watch me smoke like what what did he say like and it would be a subliminal message you know Nobody no, enjoys the cool no menthol one? flavor okay. of Newport like Rodimus Prime. <laughs> Joe Camel and Rodimus Prime. Protecting <laughs> little kids. What about you, Justin? Any thoughts on this commercial? I guess I'm secret brothers with Derek because I like I like Rodimus Prime a lot, but I like I don't have any memory of this commercial. I, I sadly I never had Hot Rod or Rodimus. Yeah, I, I I own a reissue of Hot Rod, but I, uh, like every other toy in this commercial, I've never owned. If it helps, Justin, I'm I'm a secret brother for you as far as not having those toys as a kid. Out of the 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 three new Autobot cars, the only one I had was Cup, and to this day, I'm a really big Cup fan for no apparent reason. I just really like Cup. <laughs> 
I, I think like I, I don't know if it was this commercial specifically, but I really, really had bad main characteritis for all these guys, like all the season three guys. So it, it was one of those things where it was funny because I thought I was never going to get Cup and Blur. And then when they were released as Target Masters, it was almost like, you know, oh, oh, you know, and I was able to get them. So it was like, you know, one of those, I don't know, cool, happy things for me. Like, the I think the only guy from season three that I was never really able to get was Springer, which was always like, oh, I need a Springer, you know, but anyway. Any final thoughts on this commercial? Okay, then. Let's watch the next Besides one. Besides that it's awesome? Besides that it's awesome. Yes. Okay. Next one. Who goes there? Spike and friends. Can an item that ran transformer reflected batches? Okay. Transformers. In the Transformers Prizes in Disguise game, everyone's a winner. I got a free reflective patch. Superior. Omega Supreme. And eight more, and your patch may disguise an instant prize, like a party with life-size Transformers or electronic voice changers. Well, I know two kids who got the shit kicked out of them in the playground. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like how they, they, they Jazz and Cosmos, like, absolutely have to see the reflective badges to, like, verify Spike's identity. Like, well, if he didn't have them, he's like, with, he's with probably... a, two other strange kids that we've <laughs> never seen before. What, what you didn't see was all the other, like, piles of, like, dead kids. <laughs> that didn't have the reflective badges. Yeah. Oh, they didn't have the reflective badges, Jaws. That, I sat on them. That, that's what really happened to Chip Chase. <laughs> he didn't have a reflective badge. <laughs> it had nothing to do with Ravage. He's like, he's like, Chip Chase only had the reflective badge on the upper side, but on Scoot, the left... Wait, hold your missiles, that's Chip! <laughs> uh, I lifted him out of the wheelchair! <laughs> it's like, if if Megatron really wanted to infiltrate the Autobot base, he'd, like, send Dark, Dr. Arkaville, like, with reflective badges and dressed up like a kid or something. Like, yes, I am a <laughs> child! With these silly badges, let me into your base, and... Cosmos is like, well, that checks out, okay. How do you expect I get there? Reflective badges? <laughs> and, and I don't oh. know about you guys, but the one thing I wanted as an eight-year-old was two 45-year-old men dressed in Transformers costume while their like girlfriend Candy was sitting out in the fucking band waiting for the party to be over. Yeah, that, that's what I, was I wanted. Say, like, by by life-size Transformers, do you mean like, you know... Just man-sized transformers, yeah. Like I think that's kind of false advertising. I don't like. I, I was I was I wanted to find this out, so I was like looking up on the wiki. But like they they no one has any data on whether anyone ever won that contest, and they actually got to part <laughs> like you know yeah like a forty-five-year-old guy in a jazz costume or whatever. I don't I don't know about like winning a contest, but. I do remember that little frenzy rumble like voice changer thing. Like I swear yeah. I had that at some point. Well, it, it, it was sold on the in in like stores because it came like with the little yeah, red yeah. Uh, cassette. Yeah. I didn't have that, but I had something. It was like it was a very tiny Ultra Magnus, and then you could flip a thing up from his back and speak into it, and it would change your voice. And it sounded a lot better than that headset. Like that headset sounded like it turned you into Aquaman or something. Like the <laughs> The Ultra Magnus thing I had actually sounded robotic. 
It turned you into sea spray. <laughs> so none of you like wore your reflective badges to school or anything, did you? Yeah, I went around and I was like, I'm superior! <laughs> I'm reflective, bitch! Okay, yeah, so that's the reflective badges commercial. Uh, let's uh, let's watch the next one. It's the Dinobots! Go fuck yourself, I got the Predacons! <laughs> You can't yeah. stop Pritiking from doing what exactly? It looks like he's trying to like, molest the fucking Dinobots. <laughs> can't stop Pritiking from falling apart because his joints aren't that secure? Like, I guess? No. Can't stop Pritiking for humping in mid-flight. <laughs> yeah, so this this was the commercial like for the Predacons. Toys and he's like, it's the Dinobots! It's like, you own those. You know who they are. <laughs> yes, um... I, I found it interesting, yeah, that, like, the Predacons are being sold as, like, the counter to the Dinobots, because, I don't know, it had to have been, like, a year since, like, I remember you saying, Derek, that, like, at this point, you were probably, like, you went to the store and you couldn't find the Dinobots. Yeah, no, that's, that's true, because it, it was weird. I remember the girl, well, I, I don't know if that's really accurate, like, it's like... What I remember was we went to go try and get Grimlock, but what... I ended up getting were the monster way. That's kind of like Headmaster's era. So maybe you could have... Yeah, like found... another year on from yeah, this. Yeah, maybe. yeah. Maybe you could have found Grimlock if you went out right then. But Because what I remember was, I remember there was this really nice girl, like the stock girl in, in Toys R Us, and she was like, well, I remember that. That was like the dinosaur. And like she knew exactly what I was talking about. And she's like, we used to have those, you know, but of course they, you know, they didn't have them. And then I just ended up getting the monster bots. But I mean, she looked for me or whatever. And I just remembered that, you know, she was nice about it and everything. And I was just, you know, I don't know. I was like 11 or something or 10 or whatever. But, you know, it was like, but, but I mean, you're, you're kind of in the right range for that like where the dinobots were probably slowly being phased out of you know yeah. circulation yeah. At, at the very least and you know by that point like you know the dinobots had probably built up enough fan aura like you know among kids and stuff that you know all of a sudden like you know the decepticons have a team that can like fight the dinobots now like yeah, you that, know, that... that's that's probably that whole you know 90s mentality of you know the the new big bad comes in to make somebody look bad, you know, like, basically the Predacons get their cred by, you know, messing up the Dinobots in this commercial, basically, because if you, I mean, if you watch the cartoon, especially in, like, season two, I mean, it was like the Dinobots showed up and everybody shit their pants and flew away. I mean, pretty much, right? So it's like, then and now they're saying, look, these guys can make the Dinobots shit their pants, so they must be really important, you know? Well, well, in season three, it was more like, you know, me, Gribblock, comic relief. Rah, rah, rah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I think when this commercial came out, you hadn't really seen much of season three because you still have Megatron, like, pimping the Predacons. Yeah, I mean, at that point, you weren't quite like, oh, yeah, he's Galvatron or whatever. Like, it was still kind of like that, you know, that, that period where you were saying, like, they were kind of being coy and vague about, what exactly happened type thing and you know and, and then also i guess you can account for it didn't have to be strictly cartoon based you know you you could apply the logic that you know predacons did show up in the comic book while megatron was the active leader as well so 
Yeah, if I remember correctly, they kicked his ass. <laughs> oh, yeah. He eventually kicks their ass, but yeah. Well, yeah, he comes back. He gets around to two of power, but no. Um, I, I think it is kind of interesting that, like, you know, uh, I was talking about fan aura earlier with uh, um, Cup. Not Cup. Uh, crap. I can't with remember what I was talking about fan about. Shit piece. With crap. <laughs> oh, shit piece. Crap is great. But, like, the fan aura with Predaking is strong. Like, so many people just love Predaking. And, like Mike said, he's he's okay. I mean, he looks neat. And, you know, there's been third-party versions, which are much better. But he wasn't really that great of a toy. <laughs> he kind of fell apart a lot. And he was, like, very, like, top-heavy with his shoulders. And, you know, he looked nice. Is like, they were definitely selling this toy as hard as they could. Because it was just like, buy this toy that kind of sucks. He looks cool, but, hey... There you go. Devastator is more stable than Pretty King. Good luck, kids. <laughs> I don't know. I, I've never been able to. I never had been able to assemble Pretty King, but I find it hard to believe that Pretty King was less stable than Devastator. I don't know, Brian. Like, what would you? How would you speak on Devast uh, Pretty King stability? Um, I really, really like the toys. Um, even on their own, like the individual bots, I think are really cool. And um. I don't. I don't know. As I get, like, I think the, the any problem you have with stability, like, is like, I mean, the the limbs are heavy because they're all, you know, um, I don't know what they would have been like deluxe to Voyager sized bots, like all Maybe of them are Voyager. the same size. Yeah. Yeah. So the limbs are heavy, but I mean, you know, I mean, in normal play, he doesn't really fall apart on you. But whatever. I I liked him. I thought I thought he was yeah, nice too because the yeah. color scheme was consistent across all the bots, and I thought that looked really impressive when most of them were still like mixing and matching. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Like Predaking looks great. I mean, as far as the design aspect, I mean, like really cool. And like I have no problem with Predaking having that fan aura. Just eh, like, it's like I think they were trying to sell it too hard, but and I, I give Derek credit too. It's like you know. With them like putting up against the Dinobots, and everybody knows the Dinobots, everybody loves the Dinobots. So these being the guys who kick the Dinobots' ass, you, you, you as a kid, you're like, they can kick the Dinobots' ass, fuck yeah, you know, like I want these bad guys. So yeah, not a bad commercial at all. Oh, the the animation kind of only shows like the Predacons like knocking Sludge over, but Justin, like, what what would what, <laughs> how would you feel if it showed them like beating up like gang banging Grimlock or something? Um, I don't know, like I. I always liked the Predacons as a kid. Like, I, I never owned any of them. So, you know, I, I can't speak to, like, that. But, like, I I was a fan of the the Dinobots and the Predacons. But, like, um, I've, I've got an old picture somewhere. It's, like, either my birthday or it's Christmas. But uh, in, the back, in the background, you can see an issue of the Transformers comic. And on the cover, it's the Predacons. It's the one where they attack and almost kill Megatron. So I, I was like... I was like, oh yeah, I remember having that. I yeah. remember like reading that until it nearly fell apart. But like, yeah, that, that's a good issue. Yeah. But like, if if the Dinobots had actually fought the the Predacons, like, I don't know, I don't know who I would have rooted for. Well, you can you you'd probably be happy to learn that they they did fight them in the UK comic, and like Grimlock beat Razorclaw like off panel. Like that's how like much of a non-event it was. It was like <laughs> one panel Razorclaw's like leaping at Grimlock, and then like it cuts away for two panels, and then when it cuts back, like Razorclaw's on his back with Grimlock's foot on his belly, basically. <laughs> Well, I, I think we're all forgetting that at the end of the day, what would actually naturally happen is the Dinobots would come 
uh, combined become the Beast, and it would be the most horrible story ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank God something like that never, never happened. Never. We, never, we never analyzed it. Uh, never happened. Okay. Well, I, I should before we go to the next one, I should I should point out the next commercial is almost like a sequel to this commercial. So let's watch that. Meet Skylakes. This ferocious motorized Autobot triple changes from space shuttle to bird and legs and then combines to form Skylakes. So yeah, that that was the the commercial for Skylinks, and uh, the Dinobots uh, kind of get to trump. Oh their, shit! He's like, walking at me. He's walking yeah, towards like, me. The, the Dinobots kind of get to, like, trump their, uh, you know, like, new character fan aura with some new character fan aura of their own, or, or at least uh, on their behalf. And Skylinks arrives and pulls their bacon out of the frying pan. Um, Prime is- yeah, I, w- I was going to say, like, Skylinks, the, the kids, like, you know, say Skylinks will stop Predaking, but it, it looks more like Skylinks will slowly, like, collide with Predaking at two miles an hour and gently gum him to death or something. So, yeah. Prime is a dirty... Come on, Prime is a dirty fucking liar. That's not a bird. It's an Opthiopteryx. Like, come on, man. <laughs> I think I think the technical term for it was Dino Bird. <laughs> yeah, I think so, yeah. Uh, you know, I, w- I will say this real quick before we get into this too much. On the cartoon and even in the the current uh, IDW comic, I really love Skylinks. I always have his like pretentious, like you know, like I remember when I did this on like the moons of Helix and I won. The, and everybody's like, "Shut up, Skylinks!" And it's kind of funny because apparently he is a really good fighter, but he he brags too much. You know, he's too you know impressed with himself. And I thought he was one of the best characters in season three. And actually, in season three. As you remember, Mike and Derek and probably Justin and Brian, like Skylinks actually did fight Predacon, uh, King a lot. That was actually his opponent a lot. So I thought this was this was pretty cool. I think they should have had that line about Galvatron and Ultra Magnus in this. You know, it's like <laughs> who is that, Skylinks? <laughs> I am your sworn enemy. Yeah, they should have they should have done that again. I, I can tell yeah. you from experience that if one of those motorized legs breaks, the whole toy is like worthless. <laughs> Wow, I never owned Skylinks. I had a friend who owned them, but I never owned them, so yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. My, my my roommate bought his reissue, and like we were playing with it, and like I guess like a motor snapped in one of the legs or something, and that thus like you could never stand him up again, basically. Like at least in that combined mode, like but or even the links couldn't even stand up unless you sort of bound that leg so it couldn't move. Yeah, I think my, my, my most fondest memory of Skylinks is he was in the comic, and it was when uh, Grimlock was King Grimlock, and he was in charge of the Autobots, and Blaster, like, shuttled off some, like, bratty kids to be taken care of by Skylinks. And, again, Skylinks, he gets kind of the shit into the deal, because he's like, I have to take care of kids, uh. And, um, basically at the end, even though Skylinks uh, separates, and he's, like, in his Dino Bird mode, and is uh, what Optiopteryx uh, mode and his Lynx mode. He's hopping around asteroids and stuff and trying to get away from uh, the Dinobots. And he doesn't have his bird mode actually. He he separates, but he's just the Lynx for some reason. It was kind of like the, like the way they, like, oh. they drew, 
I think it was like Don Perlin drawing that issue, and the way he drew it, it was like the link, the top half, like kind of just disappeared into the like links part, like he was like a triple changer or something. Yeah, it was almost it was almost like the space shuttle turned yeah. into the links and turned back into the op the Opteryx or you know what what basically instead of it being two different pieces, it was like whichever piece he felt like being at that point in time, I guess. Brian, did you ever own Skylinks? Yeah, um, I don't remember a whole lot, but I, I do remember that I always liked the Lynx part of them. I thought that was kind of a cool fi- figure, but the, the shuttle part and the dinosaur mode for that I thought was kind of cheesy. I like how Optimus Prime is like uh, this motorized Autobot, and I was kind of thinking, like, wait a minute, like, from your perspective, aren't all Autobots, like, motorized? Like, like if you're not speaking (laughs) from the perspective... Is everybody else, like, running on steam? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) If you're not speaking from the perspective that this is a toy, like, aren't all you guys motorized? But, okay, you know, you're the the big guy, I won't question it. I've got to sell this shit. And he does a good job. Like, I think he did a good, like, he, he really flowed in his narration. You know, he's like, from bird to links, and then combines to form Skylinks. Like, um, Omega well, Supreme yeah, is by it, the it, same it, toy maker, so I almost wonder if, like, they kind of specialize in motor, motorized, like, transforming toys, and if there's other, like, ones out there that we never got. Wasn't that Toy Box, Brian? Yep. The name of the company? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I don't know, Justin. Did you ever have Skylinks? No. You probably saved yourself. <laughs> no. Yeah, I don't like. I've I've only ever played with the reissue, but like I said, like he was like super cool for like a week, and then he <laughs> broke, and then I then like me and my roommate were just like kind of staring at him lying on his side, and we were like, wow, that's kind of sad. I, I will secret brothers me and Brian and uh, Mike real quick because. I think despite his flaws as the original toy, I think we're all looking forward to the Voyager coming out for Combiner Wars. Fuck yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, looks pretty cool. I'm happy I'm happy yeah. they managed to like, you know, it's not perfect, but I'm happy they managed to like represent him and stuff, so but uh yeah, okay no, then. I'm looking forward to that. That's Skylink, so let's watch the next commercial. In the midst of the Cybertronian War, special mission teams of Autobots and Decepticons blasted their way to planet Nebulon. There, the powerful Transformers let the intelligent Nebulons become the heads of their robots. So yes, we're we're into the fourth year of uh, commercials now. And, more, uh, this... much more, much more than meets the eye. Yeah, the 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 theme song changes again, and uh, this is like the commer- We just watched the commercial for the Headmasters, like comic book, basically, or, or basically selling the entire premise of the fourth year, almost. You know, the Nebulon partners and whatnot. I find it interesting that they say it's Planet Nebulon, whereas, like, the comic and the cartoon would say it's Nebulos. I I, I miss, like, um, this I, stuff, like, because the, these, like, I mean, the, the, the closest thing that there's been in modern times to something like this is when they did that weird New 52 commercial with, like, all the different comics and everything, but... I, I totally like this and the G.I. Joe stuff. Like, I, I totally miss this. Like, the, the yeah, fact like that they, anim, animated stuff that yeah, promotes they, a comic. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's kind of neat. Like, I wish, 
I wish I, 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 it's probably a waste, but I wish there were more things like this. It is kind oh, of a Mike, lost part. I was going to ask you. Uh, I know you and Brian and Derek and Justin probably all know all, already know about this, but um, and this is going into Transformers lore. Did you guys ever think Gallon got kind of a short shrift because he was like the main character in the Headmaster series, and then he dies, and then a spike <laughs> for uh, Fortress Maximus. Oh yeah. Yeah, that, you know, I thought it would have been cool. Well, I guess we'll see, like, if Titan Wars Fortress Maximus, what his headmaster will be named. Like, I thought that would be cool if they named him, like, Gallon or whatever, but I don't know. Like, it was uh, also interesting I, because the, uh, the the headmaster's cartoon, well, not headmaster's cartoon, but Rebirth, and the comic differed really big because all the Nebulons were, like, these really weird green, flappy-skinned aliens and kind of weird looking and in the headmaster's comic they were all basically humanoid they basically look like humans and like it was it was a very stark contrast from the the, the cartoon I, I actually liked the headmaster's comic a lot i thought it was really well done I don't, yeah i don't know why but i always used to pronounce it galen me too yeah i did too yeah like i just assumed i was like i i always said galen because i think i had heard that name before but I don't know for sure. Fucking Star Trek Next Generation motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I was like, if Tony's pronouncing it Gallon, it must be that way. But then I was like, oh wait, Tony's always yeah, because I'm right all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's okay. But um, you can you can't really notice because the commercial we we watched was kind of low quality, but. The, the original heads of, like, all the, the Headmasters and the, the Decepticons and Autobots are, like, completely made up. Like, like the, the Nebulon heads are the actual, like, ones that are the toys and the, you know, the cartoons and stuff. But the, their first heads that they remove are, like, completely, like, weird, derpy, like, heads that barely look like, you know, anything similar to what their real heads look like. Which is, I don't know, kind of cool, I guess, but... I know you said it was a goofy concept, but, like, I do always remember being struck by the visual imagery in this commercial and, and within the comic itself. The fact that, like, because uh, it's supposed to be this epic moment in the comic book where basically is a peace offering when Fortress Maximus, like, rips off his own head and leaves it in front of them. Like, and I always, I, I do remember that sort of striking me kind of like, holy crap, like, that's... I don't know why it just seemed like very striking visual imagery like that basically like that that kind of wh whether you I, I don't know how to explain it but but whether you buy into the idea of you know oh it's just a robot it doesn't hurt him but I, I think I was thinking of it in, in terms of you know humanity like if, if you were to make that sort of sacrifice you know and and like kind of do something of similar stature to yourself you know it's just like oh wow this is this is serious this is like a big deal or whatever so it's almost like a yakuza thing where it's like to prove your loyalty you know cut off a finger or something yeah like, yeah it, seems, it like... seems like very you know something that that is you know very you know, you, you you essentially you shouldn't be able to live without it, but somehow you're you're offering up that innermost part of yourself for for some other greater cause or something like that. I don't know. It just it it always kind of struck me as like a, a heavy thing, even when I was a kid and saw this and stuff. Well, it, it's very visceral too, because in the comic, I guess because they could get away with it. When he rips off his head, it's not just like plonk. Here's my head. There's like wires and stuff connecting it. He's like he rips off his head. It's almost like ripping off a human head. There's like stuff exposed. 
<clears throat> so I, I guess that really adds to like the idea that <clears throat> yeah, this is maybe not a big deal for a robot, but that still probably hurt like a motherfucker. <laughs> Justin, I, headmasters, yay or nay? Yay! I was gonna say like I I remember being excited. Like I kind of remember this commercial because I was excited because not only did I have those comics as a kid, but I also had crosshairs. So I was like, hey, there's two things I had because I. Like, growing up, when I was really little, I didn't have that many Transformers. So I was like, hey, it's my guy, and I'm reading those comics right now. They're right here. I feel like that's that's really I, I, weird. I feel like... Every, your brother's like, you on Crosshairs. I had him. Yeah, that's... I Okay, the TF Wiki entry for Crosshairs, I added in the main caption for his picture, and I put, everyone owns a Crosshairs. And, like, it's a bizarre thing I've noticed over the years, that everyone had Crosshairs. <laughs> Like, like, I don't know. That's like a really cool. bizarre. Yeah. Like, I don't know if he, maybe he was like a shelf clogger or something back then, like that everyone has one. But like, I feel like, yeah, whenever someone says like, oh, yeah, Target Masters, I had like the, the blue and red like Jeep thing. And I was like, crosshairs. And I was like, yeah, so did I. And like everyone <laughs> seems to have him. I don't know. It's a weird, bizarre thing. Don't don't ask and, me and if I ever own crosshairs. <laughs> Yeah, don't don't break our and, and, and unbreakable weirdest, thing here. And, and the weirdest thing is, like, Crosshair's, like, he had, like, a normal face in the toy. And for some reason, in the cartoon, he had, like, a shielded face, and he sounded like Clint Eastwood. I always thought he kind of sounded like Ronald Reagan or something. He was like, well, I'm Crosshair's. How you doing? You know, I don't know. Weird. A, a bad Clint Eastwood. Uh, what, what, what do you think about Headmasters, Brian? Was it, like, you know, something up your alley, or were you, like, meh? Uh... I enjoyed them, um, and I'm excited for the upcoming um, toy lines with them coming back. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I think I've always been a fan. Like the rebirth episodes were kind of shitty, but as a kid, I don't think I minded the animation. But yeah, um, there was one Christmas where I got brainstormed twice. I'm like, no, I'll fucking keep them. So I had two brainstorms as a kid. That's pretty. Yeah, sweet. I, I, I think it's where it hits you. Yeah, because I, I got uh, the only headmaster I had was uh, Hardhead, and I think Mike will see your brother on me. That's probably my favorite uh, headmaster is Hardhead, probably. Um, or at least one I of think, them. Yeah, like I'd say Chrome Dome was mine, but yeah, like I do like Hardhead too. Yeah, like he, he's a cool guy. So he's coming back too. Titan Wars. Yeah. All right. Any anyone else have anything else to say about headmasters? That that blonde chick that Galen was into, she was hot. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yes, she was. Uh, Lyra or yeah, yeah, something. Yeah, she was. <laughs> you guys. All right. <laughs> you guys. Okay then. <laughs> Let's watch the next one. Terracons are attacking. Transform Fortress Maximus. Transformers. From city to battle station. But Fortress Maximus transforms again, this time into a robot so humongous a separate robot becomes its head. Its power is awesome! <laughs> Poor Bobbins is like, holy shit! <laughs> I, I do enjoy that that one brief clip of the kid with Abominus like looking up in terror. Yes. I think I feel like that commercial should have gone on like an extra couple seconds and like had the kid with Fortress Maximus just like knock him over and then like he just falls on the kid with the abominus or something. I, I feel like you put this commercial in just to stick the knife into me because I still have no Fortress Maximus. <laughs> 
Honestly, that didn't occur to me. But now that now that you say it, yeah, maybe I subconsciously did. No, but this yes. is like so many tacos were wasted that night. This was the Fortress Maximus commercial, a toy that uh, Justin does not own, and um, yeah. <laughs> well, we we finally got to the point where now instead of instead of Peter Cullen doing all the talking, we've got what's his face, Richard Gaudier, you know, Serpentor. Doing his his Rodimus Prime voice, going like, "Check out Fortress Maximus, he's fucking awesome," or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and that shit. <laughs> um, I don't own Titan, oh, not Titan, but I don't own a Metroplex. Is Fortress Max- Maximus still the biggest Transformer ever, or did Metroplex actually dwarf him? Metroplex is taller. Oh, okay. okay. Like the box it- even said the biggest transformer ever like that was one of the selling points of the most recent metroplex yeah i I was wondering i was wondering if titan wars maximus is gonna like retake his crown when he comes out like maybe his headmaster (laughs) will make him taller than like for uh, metroplex again so my head crest beat you fuck off (laughs) yeah i know like the master sword makes me taller than you if i hold it up you know (laughs) i i I know brian has like 15 fortress maximuses but like <laughs> when when we were when we were kids like i don't i don't think any of us owned fortress maximus right i did oh, oh you did i had my christmas story remember oh yeah, yeah, yeah. the okay. big box okay, and, like, okay played a trick on me the bastards fuck you brian <laughs> but but it's 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 almost <laughs> like crying in a corner <laughs> no, no no but i'm just saying like the majority of us it's kind of like crosshairs you know like where like the 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 lower end price point you know like more people had metroplexes and scorpodox than tripticons and fortress maximus is pretty much right yeah that's it, it was like the like uss flag like the flag was like the biggest gi joy toy ever and fortress maximus even though it wasn't as big as the uss flag like if you had fortress maximus you were i mean you know not to not to shine your uh you know ego there brian but just to be honest you were the coolest kid on the block if you have Fortress Maximus, everybody wanted to be your friend. They're like people you didn't know in school were like, Yeah, Fortress Maximus, let me hang out with you. <laughs> Not to shatter your image of me, but I can't count how many times I've laid in bed bed next to Fort Max and just wept. <laughs> <laughs> You're my only friend, Fortress. <laughs> you and he's, hu- he's huggable. <laughs> Yeah, I love, I love how the, my dad. <laughs> I love how the narrator is like uh, Fortress Maximus is so big, another robot becomes its head, and I'm I'm kind of I was like reasoning that out in my mind, and I'm like, yeah, but the other headmasters that that's the same thing with another them. Robot they're, becomes their head. Yeah, they're they're super. Yeah, they're super. A tiny. robot doesn't become their head. A nebulon becomes their head. Oh, that's true. Yeah, this one a robot becomes oh, his head. I mean... It, it depends. If you go by the comic, yes, because they just wear suits. But in Rebirth, they're actually in robot suits. They like have to control the robot suits. So it's dicey. Mm, I think you're no, confusing Headmasters because it's Nebulons and Rebirth, yeah. too. Yeah, because they're the little green shits that are like green No, that's shits. true. That no. makes sense. You're talking about no, transectors, no, dude. That's headmaster. No, no, no. It's in the comics. In the comics, they like operate like suits. There's one where they, it's like they're they're like in full body suits, and then there's one where they actually have to like sit down in a control cockpit, ah. and it's like they're controlling a mech. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. He's saying in the cartoon, like when 
when they actually turn into heads, they have that cutaway to like the interior, and then it's like Michael Bell is like, "Hey guys, I'm in the fucking head" or whatever. Like he's <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know piloting a Gundam or something. I I, I get yeah yeah yeah, exactly, I, yeah. I, I get where Tony's coming. from. That's exactly what he said on that '80s cartoon for Trump. <laughs> he's like hey guys i'm in a fucking head what did you you say it's like that same that cameo in star trek the next generation where he's like hey guys it's a fucking starfish in space like (laughs) stay on script michael bell says all the same stuff i I will eric uh echo derek's comment earlier about like the whole like you know more much more that meets the eyes like they're like really trying to sell that catchphrase and i was like it never really clicked with me. I was like more happy with just more than BCI because I'm like, not really more than BCI. They're still not, not so much more. Like, how much more do you mean? Like, exactly. When, when, when is when is Jewel gonna do a cover of this version of the Transformers song? <laughs> yeah, the, the orgasms in the background were kind of just trying to like, you know, like Fortress Maximus is here. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yes. <laughs> Fortress Maximus has come himself. <laughs> oh yeah, he's huge. <laughs> His power is awesome. <laughs> Finally, we've Look created that a transformer with a gun bigger than Derek's penis. Buy it now. <laughs> <laughs> After years of research. <laughs> Scientists have finally Fuck created you, a polymer stronger, strong enough to make a gigantic gun bigger than Derek's <laughs> wing. <laughs> Cutting edge space age polymer, not that GoBot shit. Look for the rub sign. <laughs> right on the tip. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you rub that rub sign. Oh yeah. <sighs> <laughs> to re- rub it, to reveal his allegiance in something else. <laughs> Is it his allegiance to you? No, he'll be gone in the morning. Yeah. Fortress Maximus's tower rises. <laughs> <laughs> okay then, like any any other thoughts on Fortress wow, Maximus? All that from one little fifteen-second commercial. The stuff uh, you guys see in there. Rodimus Quick, there's been an accident. The new Autobots are Monster Bots. They're monsters, all right. Decepticons. Monster Bots, attack. I'm glad those monsters are on our side. Okay, so this was the commercial for the Monster Bots. And um, the the plot portion of this commercial, like, were I Rodimus Prime, I think I would, like, question Cup's, like, initial statement. Like, because Cup says... There's been an accident, Rodimus. The new Autobots are monster bots. Like, and if I were Rodimus Prime, I'd, like, take a look at these guys and be like, an accident? Like, these guys seem, like, pretty by design, Cup. Like, you know, like, who was fucking with, like, everything that made these two, these three friggin', like, death machines that shoot fire everywhere? <laughs> it's also, like, non plus by. It's like, there's been an accident. They're monsters. And he's like, yes, they are. Go kill stuff. <laughs> Like, conveniently, here's something we can turn these, like, monsters rage on. Yeah, here you go. Go kill Octane. Uh, uh, but, but, but you know what, Mike? The biggest thing is, they shoot sparks. They, they got sparks blasting out of them. 
I can't say too much bad because I know Derek loves the Monster Bots, and I actually, I actually like the Monster Bots too. Yeah, so. I, I like them too. I, I like the Monster Bots. I, I was just gonna say this is some straight up TMS animation right here. Like the animation is really cool. I like it. Yeah, definitely looks great. Yeah, like, it looks good. Yeah. Well, they, they, like I, I probably should have mentioned it like before this started, but like the the budget for like the average like commercial at this time was like the same budget as a cartoon episode. So, like, that probably went to, like, paying, like, kid actors and whatnot. But, yeah, it also allowed for, for, like, you know, 10 to 15 seconds of really gorgeous animation in some cases. So Well, it was and funny because eventually, like, all, all I can think of is the, the beginning part of this where Rodimus is zooming into the frame with Blur and Cup and they're transforming. Like, that among, like, pretty much all the animation from all the various commercials was always used in like the season four openers where they yeah the rebirth yeah. opening yeah it was yeah uh brian i know you're you're our you know resident completist collection uh g1 guy so did you like the monster bots um i think i only had uh is it double cross the double-headed dragon dude yeah yeah i had him yeah. as a kid um i think that might have been it as a child but i mean um I think him and Hunger used to have a lot of battles because they're kind of similar with the two-headed Two dragon design. Yeah. yeah, but that's about all I remember from being a kid and playing with them. I, I I never owned him, but I always thought Repugnus looked cool and like yeah, he's I, one of my like favorite characters. So I'm I'm pretty sure Repugnus was who I ended up with when I couldn't find Grimlock. Like that was my that was my first like my first monster bot, and then I I think I got the other two later. And if I recall correctly. I want to say yes. that I sold them to <laughs> me to to Tony. So, yep, I have all three monster bots from Derek, Sweet. and they're actually in really good condition. Yeah, I, I, I that, by that point I was like old enough that like shit didn't break, like Astrotrain's wheels didn't fly off or anything. I took pretty good care of those by that point. I, I I was gonna say like you were you were saying like how you know you got the monster bots because you couldn't find the Dino bots. Well, like it it seems like they they're kind of taking that into account in this commercial because like who do they they the kids put against the monster bots the predacons and like who did the predacons fight like the dino bot so it's like it seems like they were trying to make these guys like hey kids like these are the new like dino bot type guys like almost the predacons have sparks fuck no these guys have sparks (laughs) (laughs) they've got sparks blasting out of them (laughs) well and the thing about like you have to realize at this point is especially with like the headmasters and target masters is now at this point in the toy line, apparently transforming was not enough of a gimmick. So I imagine from here on out until we get to like, you know, later series after G1, like everything was about the gimmick. You know, you have to have sparks, you have to have, you know, um, action master features. You have to be a micro master. You have to have like, you know, six changing ability and you know it's like they really went for like more gimmicks instead of just like yeah the transformers which isn't bad but like i think some of the gimmicks kind of hampered cool figures which was like okay you know justin any feelings on the monster bots either way no not really i never had them but uh i did have one of those spark bots it was like a blue uh, indie car or something like that's the only like Sparking. Oh, uh, let me see if I got this up. Uh, fizzle? I think fizzle or Fizzle? Yeah, yeah, yeah fizzle, 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 yeah. fizzle's the blue guy, I think. Something so Fizzle. 
Something Izzle for Shizzle. <laughs> yes. Not Guggle. Guggle's a tank, motherfucker. Does, does, <laughs> <laughs> is there I got a, a reflective patch for Fizzle? Fizzle! I got the Fizzle show. Nizzle? Fizzle? <laughs> oh, man. The spark shooting gimmick. Like, were there any reports of that, like, actually, like, starting fires or anything? Like, I, I, I know... I don't think it's possible. Yeah, no. it's probably, like, too, too, not, like, you know, cold sparks or, you know, not, not intense I, 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 enough. I will but... say... I, I think I the commercial, I, I think the commercial like... kind of oversells, like, just how... Yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I know, I know for a fact that they didn't, like, look that good, Yeah, basically. I, I think it's it kind of like... oversells it a bit. It's, it's like lighting a bad lighter more than yeah, big flame shooting out. Yeah. Did I, I know this might be a weird question, but did you guys ever have um? God, what the fuck was his name? Was it Sauron? Sor Sormon? The the guy from the Masters of the Universe movie, the the lizard guy that Skeletor. Sorod. Sorod. Like I mean, Sorod was exactly the same way. You pulled a lever down, and like the same kind of sparks like flew out of his mouth. But it's like. Uh, you know, the commercial makes it seem like, holy shit, they're just going to fly all over the fucking place. But, like, in the real one, it's like, it's it, it depended on, like, how, how quickly you you did it, you know, like, whatever the buttons were. So it's like, it basically, the more the wheel spun, the more spark would come out. But it was, it, it's not nearly as much as what's in that commercial. Yeah, I, I will say one thing that's really cool is uh, Double Cross, where his spark you know, shooting chamber is. He has a buzzsaw there. So it didn't actually seem like it was like shooting sparks. It was like when he was cutting into someone, sparks were flying out, which I was like, that kind of makes more sense. You know, they'd be these tiny sparks. He's cutting into people. I kind of thought that was a nice little touch. That's cool. Okay, let's go on to the next one. What about attack? Six shadows stop him. Six shots at one robot army. He's a jet fighter. That's one. The rocket car. That's two. He's a tank. Three. The winged wolf. Four. A laser pistol. Five. And a robot. That's six. Six shots, my name. Okay, so does anyone feel bad for the kid who could only figure out three of six shots <laughs> uh, transformations? Like, stupid. I don't like. I don't know. Like, this is the six shot commercial, and I don't. I. I. I, I find like flaws with the the way they're marketing six shot. Like, I. I I'm kind of. I'm looking at that. And I'm kind of like, yeah, but he. He comes with instructions. I mean, like, you don't have to figure out his transformations or anything. And even if you thought that was a good, like, like some kind of challenge or something, like, Six Shot turns into six, like, futuristic-looking things. Like, if if something's out of place, how, are you really going to know? If I, if I give a kid Omega Supreme and Six Shot, that kid will figure out Six Shot in much quicker time than clipping on all of goddamn Omega Supreme's fucking panels and yeah. leg clips and all that shit so at least yeah. six shots at one piece basically aside from his two pistols or whatever i i do concur with What's you it? because yeah. why why would you even begin to think that a wolf has wings yeah <laughs> i mean that's that's like beyond being irregular you know what i mean like where you're like he turns into a winged wolf you know and i'm like what fucking wolves are winged wherever the fuck you are like, you know what I mean? Like what it's like, uh, that's on, Even on Cybertron. Yeah. Yeah. It's like on city alpha five, there's winged wolves, you know, or whatever. I don't know. But you know, uh, yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. 
Yeah, I do love me the six shot like G one toy. Like I think it's great. Like it's probably one of my favorite like G one toys. And like I don't know, some people like don't like like futuristic vehicles, but I don't have a problem with that. And like you know, if I if I'd never owned him as a kid, but like if I did, like he'd he'd probably be a you know hours of imagination time basically. Yeah. Well, he is a ninja consultant. So. Yes, he is. I know. I know Brian has six shot. Do, do, do you enjoy six shot as a toy and as a character? I never really knew the character much as a kid because he wasn't in the U.S. cartoon a whole lot. Um, and I didn't actually. <laughs> well, have... you know, he, he was shooting uh, cyberfish in a barrel. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't actually get the toy till an adult either. But um, I will say that the animation in this ep- our commercial is beautiful. And like if I'd won the million and yeah. a, or billion and a half dollars for Powerball, I totally would have hunted those guys down and created a new Transformer series for you guys. But I didn't, so sorry, <laughs> my bad. Okay, I, then. I will say one thing about Six Shot. I, at least Six Shot's commercial proved this one thing: Cyclonus knows how to count to six. That's one. Yes, he does. That's two. Six, six alternate bullets. Ah. Uh-uh. <laughs> But Holy he, shit, he, is he, that Scoot over there? <laughs> <laughs> he was he was spoiling for a fight, so <laughs> You know you know the funny thing about the six shot uh, toy is? And again, I'm I'm with you, Mike. He's not that hard to transform. He's a nice figure. I don't have a problem with him. But his uh instruction packet was actually sealed. And it actually said on the front, it challenges you to transform all six of his bows without looking first. And I'm like, really? Yeah, that doesn't. I don't know. I don't. I don't think the transformer now with rub signs. <laughs> yeah, I know. Holy shit! Like, like I don't. Before this, like, I, I don't think they'd ever like consider marketing a transformer based on how hard he is to transform. Basically, hmm. I don't yeah. know. Just Justin, you've got a six shot avatar. Do you have any thoughts on six shot? He's a, he's like in Fortress Maximus territory for me because I always wanted him and never ever had him. So yeah, I kind of I kind of got lucky. Like yeah. I I I won a like loose complete one on eBay for like forty bucks, which was pretty de- like pretty good. And it was it was like an original one. It wasn't like a reissue. So I was like, okay, cool. Justin, but, did you ever drive an hour out of I, your way to a comic book shop to find one and have him sell it under underneath your nose before you got know. there? No. Oh, then that's not nearly as satisfactory to me as Fort Max, so. <laughs> I, I, I do have the Rishu, and I, I think he is a nice figure. Um, he's probably one of my favorite Rishus because he's very uh, faithful to the original. Not, not a lot was changed on him, so I, I was happy with that. So, I, I, Justin, I'm, I'm sorry you never got him. That, like, sucks because, like, he, he, is a, he is a fun figure, so. Yeah, he's, he's, pretty, he's pretty fantastic. He's sturdy, you know. He doesn't seem like he'd break or anything either. Have, have they ever made any like yeah. modern versions of Six Shot? Is a yeah, third, third party, party, but not. And he, and he used to talk no, like no, this no, in the no, in the no, Headmaster's no, dub. He talked like this because all they did was put their hands in front of their face when someone had a faceplate. <laughs> I'm leaving now. I'm the Decepticon Ninja Consultant. I know lots about Ninja Consulting. And stuff. Like, this is my way of doing things. I never ask questions and I never say anything. Or, oh, wait, I'm saying something right now, so I just contradicted myself. I'm leaving now. I'll betray you later. I'll keep my eye yeah. on him. I love you, little boy, Danny. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Okay. Well, speaking of uh, children, I think we should move on to the next thing, and we'll see what, uh, I guess, uh, you know, being Danny's uh, uncle uh, made uh, stirred some maternal feelings in uh, Six Shot, because we will watch the next commercial to find out. The Decepticons are attacking! Destroy them! No, wait! It's Quick Switch! Six Shot's son! And he's on our side! Determined to make good, whereas Decepticon father went bad, Quick Switch joins the Autobots. Quick Switch is faster and tougher. Your dad sucks. <laughs> I can't do all six. <laughs> yeah, I know. Does, does that kid have emphysema or something? <laughs> <laughs> I can't do all <laughs> Wow. Yeah, can you walk downstairs though? <laughs> yeah, so that that was the quick switch commercial, and we're into we're into year five of the commercials now, and the 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 theme song changes again, and now it's the uh, theme get the power to surprise version. Surprise! I guess this is is well, you this know what is, the most important thing is is that this is six shots done. God damn it. Yeah, like holy crap! Like, I guess I guess they're trying to market it as simply as possible to kids, so they just you know they call Quick Switch Six Shots Son. I I remember being confused by that because because I was like, how, how can robots have offspring? Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, Six Shot fucks somebody apparently. I guess so. Yeah, he must have like you know been hanging with Daniel and say, so, oh, he used to must have been like you know I want one of these you know I better you know go find somewhere to do it you know. Um, I had when sex with 22 Paradron medics, and eventually Quick Switch was born. <laughs> One of my old friends, when I was little, he he had uh, he had him, and what he would hardly ever let me play with him, and he he never did figure out some of the modes, even though he had some of the instructions. And like I would always, like when he would be off playing with his Dino Riders, I would like sneak and try and play with Quick Switch, but he would always be like, "No, you can't play with them." Like I would always get mad. Your friends, your friends are like a dick. <laughs> Kinda. Lame. Well, I've, I've, I've never actually owned Quick Switch, and I'd, he seems kind of like. Uh, I don't either. He's a piece I don't know. of crap. Yeah, yeah I was he, gonna say. I get out there and say it. He's yeah. He's he kind of was. Yeah. He's a big yeah. piece of plastic. I, I will give. I, I, I will give Quick Switch to one thing. He has the biggest dick in Transformers. I uh, maybe <laughs> even bigger than Fortress Maximus. Oh yeah, you could fold out that like middle piece between his legs. Yeah. I don't know. Like he seems yeah. kind of, I guess, underrepresented to me. Like in everything. Like no one. Like every people want to use six shot, but like when it gets to be quick switch, they're like, eh. And I guess that's because he sucks. Yes. <laughs> yeah, power to surprise has very many meanings. <laughs> power to surprise you into thinking how much this sucks. Um, he actually did get good representation, and uh, I believe it was Master Force. It might have been Victory as Six Knight. Where the cartoon version was cool, the toy still sucked, but he was actually a cool character. So, I love how like uh, without like the narrator, like you know, without what he narrated, like Optimus Prime's line is a total like non sequitur. Like he's like, "Quick switch is faster and tougher." Like then what? Then who? Like why would you even say that out loud? Like, like quick switch is faster and tougher than a steak. <laughs> like well, steaks aren't that quick, dude. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I don't think this really good did a good job of selling Quick Switch. It was just like, like I, I think they knew they had kind of a shit toy, 
and they like really wanted you to think he was better than Six Shot. And I can say this beyond a shadow of a doubt. Um, I don't own, like I said, Quick Switch, but just by looks alone, Six Shot is a much better Six Changer. Yeah. Oh, and any any more than meets the eyes fans who think like you know Getaway is a big jerk. You know, well clearly he is a big jerk because like the first time he sees Quick Switch, he's like, let's destroy him. Like so. So yeah, Quick Switch. Uh, let's move on. Optimus Prime is under attack. He needs the greatest Transformers ever. Optimus, we're here as pretenders. Jazz, Bumblebee, you're back. And me, Grimlock. And the evil Starscream is here, too. Jazz, Bumblebee, Grimlock, you didn't die in the movie. You never went anywhere. Welcome back. <laughs> Scatman Crothers, Dan Gilvazan, you're back. I don't think Scatman Crothers Welcome, Welcome was, back. But... Well, at least Victor Caroli sounds, like, super excited in this one. He's like, the evil Starscream is here, too. I was going to say, like, Scatman Crothers and, like, Chris Lotta might have been dead by this yeah. point. So, yeah. Yeah, they probably were. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel bad because, like, you know, like, the cartoon didn't progress beyond Rebirth. And I was like, we actually have Starscream back and, like... That would have made sense, like, you know, at least Galvatron or Megatron, however the seasons would have went, you know, like, Starscream, you're back, you know, you son of a bitch, you know, but, like, yeah, we don't get that. <laughs> I I don't know if it was because I was not super into Transformers at the time, but, like, part of me remembers being really excited that I could possibly have a Grimlock because of this, like, you know, because I never got the original Grimlock, but then... My ultimate realization is I never had any of these, you know, classic pretenders or whatever. Like I never, I never had any of them. So no, it's in, it's interesting because like eventually, like maybe the year after this or very shortly after, the Kmart released like all the inner robots without the pretender shells. Like is it, I think it was like Transformer Legends was the like huh. title yeah, of the like line. Classic. Yeah. yeah, like, and I, I owned all four of them, like, and, uh, like, I, I, I had never heard of the Pretender versions, but I knew, like, the inner robot versions, so I was like, oh, cool, like, you know, I, I think at that point I had, like, I wasn't sure if I'd ever own, like, uh, any of those characters either, but. Yeah, I, I had that Grimlock, but I never um, had the Pretender show. Yeah, yeah I actually bought, uh, in later years, I bought the Bumblebee Pretender and yeah, he, he's actually kind of a nice toy. He has like these rugged four-wheel, like all-terrain tires and like a big bumper, and kind of like him better than Goldbug. So yeah, that was kind of cool. Well, Gold, Goldbug's a throttle bot, so he's crap. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, he is <laughs> pretty much. I don't know, Brian. Did you ever own any any of these? Yeah, I owned all the Pretenders. Um. And it's kind of impressive that they took the one design flaw from Jazz and actually made it worse, like how big his hood was in robot form and like how little he could see over it. Like they actually <laughs> made that so much worse with a pretender toy. But... <laughs> Jazz, you got some big ass titties. <laughs> I feel like this is almost like an apology commercial, like because people like, you know, they had brought Optimus Prime back the year before, and then they were kind of like, oh, I guess, you know, people really liked those characters. So now it's like, let's bring back, like, some, you know, some of the name brand characters that when we were, like, in the red, but or in the green, I <laughs> yeah. should say. But now we're in the red, so, you know, here's some old guys, kids. Yeah, I was going to say, for any collector who collects, like, more modern Transformers figures, and you still have that G1 love, 
a lot of people have kind of retcon in their mind, and I have myself, uh, the classic Grimlock that came out in uh, 2007. Most people say, yeah, that's a pretender Grimlock because his big ass tail is like his weapon. And it's like, yeah, that, that's yeah, pretender Grimlock. Yeah, yeah, it seems like it's a closer design than uh, the original. Justin, oh. did you ever you did you said you didn't own this Grimlock or? No, I didn't have the Pretender show. I had the Legends one, like you. Did. Yeah. Oh, okay. But I, I was gonna say you must have gotten like the same versions that I did. I think th- I think they were like Kmart exclusives because I remember they being actually, in a, yeah yeah they I remember being in a Kmart when I saw them and asking my parents for them and I think they got me like Bumblebee and Grimlock and then like for Christmas I got Jazz and Starscream. Did, did what the these... hell is a Kmart? A- ask your parents to explain it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The legends came on uh, blister cards. Like as far as like the pretenders, they came in a box with the shell and everything. But the Kmart versions were just like yeah, the the solo pretender inside robot on a blister card. Okay. Okay. So any any other words about classic pretenders? Classic pretenders. They always classic weirded. Pretenders. They always weirded me out. Like I never understood like why they had like a human shell thingy. Like that that weirded me out as a kid. I didn't like them. Well, yeah. in, in, in the comics, it was explained that they had to mimic the human form by being 20 feet tall. Yes. Yeah. And it actually <laughs> works, too. Like, the Decepticons were like, there are yeah. only some humans in our way. You know, they're 20 feet tall, which is odd, but they're still humans, you know. Well, all, all I have to <laughs> yeah. say to that is, arigato, Master Force, arigato. Yeah, I know. They made sense of that. I, I remember there's there's a funny bit in the Dreamwave profile books on, under Jazz's like section where I, I forgot like Spike is narrating the profile. Yes, I know exactly what you're gonna and, say. And, and he says something like, you know, it's one thing though. Like Bumblebee always says like that he expected Jazz's pretender shell to look different. Like I don't know what he's talking about. Like yeah, <laughs> big old white guy. Like <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. superior. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. Oh, okay, let's let's move on. Optimus, check out the new Hot Rod Patrol. Sharp-looking bunch, but can they transform? You bet we can. We're Micromasters. They're not just Micromasters. They're Micromasters. The only Micros that transform. Do you guys think that there was some other toy line when this, this commercial came out with the word Micro in the name that was, like, selling better than Transformers at the time? And that they shamelessly were trying to compete with it? No, I don't, Michael. No, I don't at all. Okay, good. I, I thought it was just me. Uh, yeah, uh, my, MicroMasters. Uh, this isn't the first MicroMaster commercial, but it, it's. I, I just looked through all of them, and I thought this one best, like you know, sold the concept basically. And yeah, they're pretty much you know trying their hardest to like you know point out that you know micro machines ain't such hot shit, you know like. Ours transform. Yeah. Exactly. They, you know, the, 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 the words to the song, like, literally say they're the only micros, as if micros is, like, some kind of, like, term in the toy industry now that transform. So, yeah. It, it was back then. Um, yeah. I, I know Brian is a big fan of MicroMasters, right, Brian? I don't know why you would say that, to be honest. <laughs> no, you don't, you don't have, yeah, you don't have Grandis or, you know, like, anything like that. <laughs> I do love like city formers a lot so that kind of like i do like um the connectivity of all the bases and stuff like that so 
I get what you're saying there. I thought you were just talking about the individual bots, but yeah, definitely the where you can combine all the cities and make huge bases. I was a big fan of that. I, I think I think my yeah, love I, I think my love for discounted micromasters at KB Toys helped Brian in later life. <laughs> yes, very much so. Yeah, I, I I remember like having fun with those. I mean, but but I think the only reason why I bought them was because I had bought like every single Action Master there was for full retail price, and then I was like, oh, I should get some more things, and I was like, well, there's no more Action Masters to buy, and I was like looking at all that stuff at KB, and that's when I just started buying like KB Micro Master four packs and those little deluxe sets and stuff like that, and got into that. But it, it's interesting that you picked the one with the Hot Rod Patrol because I think. I would say that the Hot Rod Patrol is like my favorite four pack of all the micro. Yeah, probably the best one. Yeah, Big Daddy. Every, every time I got like one of those four <laughs> packs too, it always came down to the guy with the longest arms was always the leader. So I remember like in the Jets, <laughs> it was a white jet. And he has long ass arms. I'm like, oh, he's the leader. So <laughs> I, I was gonna say like uh, to speak to the uh, the the plot portion of this commercial like i i like the beginning of this commercial where yeah f- fake scatman crothers is like you know check out the hot rod patrol optimus and optimus is like nice looking bunch but can they transform and then i feel like you know jazz should have been like well of course they can why would i show them to you if they couldn't <laughs> i mean it'd be a total waste of your time if i was just showing you these tiny miniature hot rods i mean if they weren't new soldiers for you to throw into battle like to get killed you pretentious prick he should have been like the fuck you mean (laughs) (laughs) i remember wondering at least like you know when would we ever make transformers that can't transform oh shit (laughs) i remember wondering why optimus had a new head and why why did it look so angry like i didn't like it oh yeah his new like action master like face yep so angry at these small guys (laughs) I guess it's Big Daddy who who is the leader because he's like you know you bet we can like I think it's Dan Gilvezan doing that voice because he's like we're MicroMasters. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting that like one of the things they tried to establish early on, especially in G one, it kind of took itself life as like the 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 concept went into IDW and D uh, Dreamwave and all that, but um like the MicroMasters were smaller. And they were like, you know, tiny, but they had the same power as a larger Autobot. They could like throw around like, you know, big robots and stuff. Like you see the bridge, they take apart a bridge and stuff. And I was like, yeah, I don't know if I buy that. But I will say MicroMasters were actually kind of fun because like, especially when you get older, you run out of fucking room for toys. <laughs> and you're like, okay, where can I put shit? And you're like, oh, MicroMasters, I can put those motherfuckers anywhere. Yeah, yeah I, had a, I, had a, I had a ton of them, yeah. It was finally like a subset of toys that were all to scale with one another. You know, like you get yeah, other characters cool. and they're like all janked up on their sizes. But with MicroMasters, at least, you know, you got a consistent group all of the same size. And I, I will echo uh, Brian's sentiment about the bases because the bases held true to the Transformers concept. They were like either vehicles or like bases and then actually would transform into other vehicles or, you know, a bigger base. And the, I mean, it, I think, I think it was a good concept. I think they took the micro machine thing and I understand they were trying to harp in on that. And they're like, Oh, micro machines, fuck you. You know, you're selling more than us, but I think they did it in a very logical and it, it was, it, it was not a bad like subline. I thought it was like pretty, 
pretty ingenious, you know, like the, they are the only micros that can transform, which, which was true. Any Anything else on MicroMasters? Okay, then. Let us go forth. Who will join me? Who will give up the power to transform to become stronger, faster, more alive? I will. Count me in. And so, Action Masters are born. Transformer Action Masters are incredibly detailed action figures. Action Masters! Get in. Yeah, so get in on the action. Get in on the action. Yes, this was the action master. Action is alive, alive. <laughs> is everything like, like from this time period that in your face? Because God, what an annoying yeah, commercial. It's like, true. I don't remember other fucking toy commercials from that period being so annoying. It's like they. I like. They, I like. Like Prime, you know, at the beginning, Prime asks, you know, you know, who will give up the power to transform? Like, who, who will, who will join me in this very thin premise? You know, like, and <laughs> Jazz is immediately like, okay, and then I think it's Rad who is like, count me in, yeah, and like, I think Optimus should have been like, you know, <laughs> thank you, thank you, Jazz, and whoever you are, you know, <laughs> like, it's funny, I, I think I've, thank you, I've, I've probably mentioned this a couple times before, but to me, like rad was always like my default like hot rod character like he was the the young brash kid of the action masters or i pretended he was hot rod or some shit because it was like i don't know i that's just what i did with him like that's he he was the cool hip guy or whatever and he and he always wanted to tell you about the transformers i guess so yeah (laughs) it almost seems to be like a joke amongst the writers like you know who should we put in this commercial oh let's put in jazz his voice actor's dead fuck it who cares <laughs> let's have someone pretend it's to be not jazz. like there aren't yeah it's not like there aren't plenty of other characters that are still around like bumblebee and you know yeah, or, 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 someone nah, his voice actor's still alive that that jazz. that would that would entail actually paying them money oh there you go <laughs> well yeah, i, I, I think so. it's interesting that like the way they portray them they're like very um anime-ish too because prime has a very angular mouth plate and stuff and it's very dynamic and, and it was like whoa they're kind of going anime on this and kind of i could have i kind of want to see these designs but if they transformed <laughs> I, know, I know derek and brian are big fans of action masters i i, I don't hate action masters but I, they're not my favorite <laughs> no i don't know did I had a lot of action masters, but did any of like I don't know the way they portray their action features in this commercial, like I don't I don't think I ever like sorta like was able to like do a like power punch or kick with them or like, you know, yeah. like their make their legs or arms like move like that. I, I think it yeah, was like He Man or yeah. I, I think it was partly like commercial magic, but I mean you could sort of like flick them back and do things with them like i mean i I always remember like you know just the the fact that like the the stuff that i would defend or at least you know say what sold me on it is to to me i mean this was you know the the beginning of the commercial says like you know highly detailed action figures and you may sit there and yuck it up and go haha these look like crap because you're you know w- you know here in 2016 well, or but whatever time, but yeah. but at the time you're like holy shit like these look like they do on the fucking cartoon like they look like they're supposed to and like right. you're kind of like this is fucking kick ass and they were i mean for all intents and purposes like i mean they, they were more than five points of articulation you know what i mean i mean to me this was like Kind of like this epic, like oh shit, like I can have like Transformers run around and do like 
freaking John Woo moves with their guns and like, you know, I, I don't know. I just I thought it was cool. Like, I mean, it, it was almost like having to, to me. I mean, this is kind of an exaggeration, but it felt like having a Transformer that had, had G.I. Joe level articulation, even though I'm I'm yeah. exaggerating because the arms were not like G.I. Joe. Yeah, but but I mean, that's that's kind of where I, I came from it, you know, at, at two, you know, and, and, and was just kind of like, dude, this is great. And I, I guess it just caught me at the right time because it was like I was sort of I, I probably was either in the process of or or had been in the process of getting back into like all the Simon Furman comics. And, you know, this was kind of like, a, a, you know, a post I, I don't know what you'd call it, but like a last gasp of G1, you know, it's like I had sort of fallen out of Transformers. <laughs> Renaissance. But then I, I sort of had a revival of it with, you know, a resurgence of it within my, <laughs> you know, collecting and, and interest and everything. And, and this is what drove it was just that I was like, holy shit, like Bumblebee looks like fucking Bumblebee. You know, like that was that was my kind of deal with it. I, I, I will say that, like, you know, them not being able to transform was no impediment to me because I would just lay prowl flat on his stomach and then my imagination would do the rest of the work. I, I, um, I will I'll say one thing that like Brian had mentioned in like the MicroMasters uh, commercial, it was kind of cool having all these characters the same size because yeah. like you know in the first offerings you have Prime who's like not a bad looking toy he's like a pretty hefty figure. But Megatron dwarfed him, so did Soundwave, and now you have Soundwave, Megatron, and Optimus all the same size. So that 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 was a cool thing. It was it was almost a cool thing, except for the fact that Devastator was an Action Master. I was gonna say <laughs> yeah. that. Like my first introduction to Action Masters wasn't a commercial yelling at me or punching me in the face. Um, <laughs> it was actually on the school bus, and this kid had Devastator as an Action Master. I was like, what the fuck is this? You know, like, I had no, no idea what the hell this was. I'm like, it looks like fucking Devastator, but it's, you know, like, two and a half inches tall. This is crazy. It, so, yeah, know, that was that was you know what it, You know what it was? It was, like, one of those, like, shitty-ass ACOM animation era Devastators <laughs> where it's just, like, standing yeah. right next to the fucking rest of the Decepticons on Char or Char or whatever. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck's going on? Scavenger and all these guys are standing next to Devastator, and they're all the same size. They should have made one of fucking Bruticus, too. It's like, Acom, fuck up, Action Master features. Yeah. Well, I, I think Action Master's also, like, her... plan that never got released. I think oh, yeah. there were some in Europe. Like there Europe, some and there were, like, Spream they had and... Omega Spream yeah. and stuff. And, yeah, like, tracks yeah. and Sideswipe and Bombshell all got Action Masters in Europe that we didn't get. Yeah. I don't think I've seen the yeah. tracks. I would Justin, did you, did you I, I, have I think... a lot of... Or any action masters? No, I hated them. <laughs> <laughs> that was the beginning of the end of Transformers for Justin. <laughs> well, I, I think another thing that like kind of killed action masters was like the uh, accessories because, like, the whole idea was like they had these partners or they had these uh, uh, backpacks or Jazz had a fucking skateboard. Um, and the thing is, like, they all combined into these big ass guns that nobody could hold. If you put the gun in their hand, it would just flop down, and like that was that was not fun, you know. It's like the, the the toys by themselves, I could see playing with, you know, like their, as far as like an yeah, their arm articulation, yeah, that got loose really fast, yeah. Like they they couldn't hold their arms up after like extended play, basically. I'm I'm curious yeah. how are so, how, how are the action masters holding up, Brian? 
Um, I haven't had them on display since I moved from my house, but um, even when they were on display, I kind of just displayed the robots, and they looked really nice together, and then, like, I had all their accessories kind of in a box. Yeah, I mean, I, I always liked them when they were just, like, the robot, and then, like, whatever little rifle they came with, but I never sort of went out of my way to, you, you know how Tony's saying, like, oh, if you put the big tank Mabob magnet fuck face thing on Grimlock's hand, he's going to like fall over. It's like, I never really, to be perfectly honest, like, except for maybe the thing that came with Soundwave, which I thought of as like, you know, some other pet of his or something yeah. like that. Like I never really gave, I mean, it was cool that like Bumblebee had a little, you know, helicopter pack or whatever, but most things I just didn't give much of a shit about their accessories. It was more about, Oh look, here's jazz and he's got a silver rifle and he's awesome. You know, like that was, mm-hmm. that was basically all I really cared about. Yeah. yeah when I was, I was wa- and it was called a uh, wing thing, by the way, wing thing. Yeah. When I, when I was watching this commercial again, like I, yeah, I kind of like saw jazz on the skateboard and then I had like Dwayne McDuffie in my head, like for a second, like <laughs> I was like, Oh God, like Superior. <laughs> I, I, I think that the craziest thing is it's like, I won't go into it too much because I know we got to do more commercials, but like they actually made this a plot line in the Marvel comics. Cause it was all about Nucleon. And like, if you imbibe Nucleon, you couldn't transform anymore. And it actually continued into Simon Furman's like regeneration where like, you know, Grimlock couldn't transform and it made him crazy. And I'm like, yeah, that, that was a good idea. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. seems like he, I don't even think they were, he was like, he, Marvel was, uh, or Hasbro was like paying too much attention to the comic at that time, but it seems like he had to introduce some kind of action master element. And it's probably it, it, like, uh, I think Derek, you've said that, like, you know, if it wasn't for, like, Andy Wildman, like, making him look cool and stuff, you know, it could have come across yeah. as, like, pretty sad, but. Yeah. yeah. But. Okay, well, let's move on from Action Masters into a, an, a whole new realm of Transformers. Driving to save the world from the evil Decepticons, Optimus Prime is the ultimate Autobot hero. More than meets the eye, he's a robot in disguise. Going ballistic to destroy the Autobots and conquer mankind, Ramjet is an evil Decepticon. He's more than meets the eye. Isn't this the same animation they used for, like, the G2 intro? Yeah, it's it's the exact yeah. same, in fact, yep. Even the same music. C- cutting cutting edge in 1992 <laughs> or three. Uh, I, God damn, I miss these wars. <laughs> um, I, I think Derek wanted to like speak something really big about this. Uh, you really hate the antagonist in this light, right? Well, I, I, it was funny. Like I sort of forgot because I, I think I'm so horribly scarred by like a lot of G2 stuff. I kind of wiped it out of my memory, and I was like oh, that's supposed to be Ramjet. And I'm like, it kind of, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure we'll talk more about it later, but one, anybody that says, like, Beast Wars CGI is ugly, watch this on a repeated loop for the rest of your fucking life, you yeah. dirty, <laughs> dirty fuck. Because this is horrible. And then and then on yes. top of that, like, Ramjet's got, like, and I know Brian's going to say, like, he likes certain, like, color sets from G2 or whatever, but, like, it's just, maybe it's just me, because I'm spoiled or whatever, and I, I think of, like, the G1 colors and all that kind of stuff, but, man, like, all that stuff just rubs me the wrong way, and he doesn't even, like, transform into, like, Ramjet, really, like, in, in my mind, do you know what I mean? It turns into a seeker, yeah. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's like he turns into a regular seeker and then he's kind of like a miscolored seeker that like I don't know like went through like the kindergarten like playroom and little kids like decided to I don't know finger paint on him or some shit like and I'm just like and he's I got, got a Crayola box of colors yay <laughs> and he's got like a squawk box or whatever the hell he's got attached to it, a jet with a yeah. I, I always thought it was weird, like, I don't know, like, when they were conceiving this commercial, like, well, obviously they couldn't re-release the gun Megatron, but, like, I was like, so who are you going to have Optimus, like, fight in the first, like, Generation 2 commercial? Like, Ramjet? Like, wasn't there a better, like, you know, a better representation of the Decepticons? Like, even Starscream would would have made more sense, basically. But well, you know what else is really like sad and disappointing about this like strictly speaking right this is supposed to be a commercial for the g2 comic book like there's no use of the cover at all and yeah. and if you i would think love of, the animated if, g2 if, like fucking commercial and, and you know fucking linkara's stupid ass notwithstanding like like the g2 comic is pretty you know hardcore and cool you know comparatively speaking and it's like this basically you know the 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 animated cartoon that we saw the commercial that we saw that led into the marvel comic you know the the first issue of the marvel comic you know way back when like that was kind of like oh cool like these animated you know cells look like they look in the comic book and kind of you know lead into that comic cover and you're like, oh, like, to me, like, I'm like, that's how that should be done. But this is almost like, you know, find out about the continuing adventures of Green Lantern in DC Comics. And you're just kind of like, yeah. and here's, and here's yeah. a photo of Ryan Reynolds, like, picking his fucking nose. And you're just like, wait, <laughs> like, you're not even going to, like, try and, like, sell the... It's like, I, I don't know. I just, yeah, this, yeah. this just rubs me the wrong way. And it, it's Come funny across. because... I mean, well, Optimus is pretty close to his usual self, but, like, Ramjet, like, he eventually does show up in the G2 comic, but he looks the same as he did in G1. Like, he doesn't look anything like that. So it's like, yeah. what's the point, then? Well, I, I think that the, the thing is, like, you know, I know Brian likes the colors of G2, which I had no problem with the colors on a certain aspect. I'm sure Brian will let us know about that, because I know he's a big fan of the G, G2 colors. But I think the biggest problem with the marketing is... They didn't make G2 seem special in the commercials. The G2 comic was really good. I really enjoyed the G2 comic like immensely. It's like really mature, really well thought out. Those 12 issues, like great. And this commercial, it, it really does seem like they're rehashing things. And that's what the cartoon did. They were rehashing things. And like when you get a rehash, it's like when you go to G1, it wasn't that far removed from G2. And when you get these uh, same toys that you already had, like Optimus Prime has a speaker box and they don't really try to sell you on it. It's like, you know, like one of my favorite toys is G2 Megatron as far as his sculpt and how he looks. I like, you know, a lot of the later G2 stuff that was really innovative and led into Beast Wars. But this first wave and these commercials, is just like, oh, you're, you're, you're really trying hard to make me not care and that's not what you should do for a commercial <laughs> you know you should make me want to care well i remember being really confused about it because because like i knew there was a g2 comic because i was reading it and i know there were generation two toys because i had some of them but i was like well where's the cartoon and i remember looking through the tv guide and i was yeah. like oh it's on at like sunday six in the morning or something so i was excited i was like all right i'm finally gonna see this 
And then when I watched it, like, I thought they made a mistake. I was like, this is an old episode. I was like, well, maybe they made a mistake and they'll play the new one next week. And they never did. <laughs> <laughs> but you got the magic of Justin, the cybernet space the cube. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Magical, right? So freaking distracting. Yeah. The toys and commercial, like, like in memory at least, happen pretty simultaneously. So, um, I don't know. I was excited because, um, like, I never had Snarl as a kid, so I was able to get Snarl yeah. and, you know, some of the other bots that I couldn't have gotten otherwise. But um, even as far as the color, when they did recolor stuff, like, it's not that I don't know this shit looks ugly. It's just that I like it for some reason. You know, I like the really bright yeah, yeah. colors or the garish colors. So, um, kind of the same way when I shop for, like, tennis shoes. Like, when I go with people, I'm like, Look for the ugliest pair of shoes you can find, and I'm probably gonna buy them. I don't know. I just, I just like that shit. And like, I don't know if this really yeah. correlates, but I remember like with GI Joe, like I really dug all the Tiger Force stuff too. And um, you know, not because it looked realistic or military, but just because it's like so wild, like this bright yellow and orange and black color schemes. Like I just really dug it. I remember watching this commercial and being excited that, like, Transformers was coming back. I, I remember yeah. sharing Justin's heartbreak that it was just the same old fucking cartoons we'd seen before with the awful fucking Space Cube. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I give no Brian. I give Brian no hate for enjoying the G2 colors, even on that level that he knows that they're ugly and he enjoys them. And I think that's, like, what Transformers should be is, like, you enjoy it. Even if it is something that you're like, what the fuck is that? Okay, I, I don't I, want that. Because I, I bought some pretty horrible toys uh, from Transformers that I like that nobody else likes. So. I, I feel like it's weird, though. Like, I could tell you, like, look, I think, like, Python Patrol is ugly, yet I like it, right? Mm -hmm. And then and then I could tell you, yeah. look, like, Bruticus is a big bad Dudicus, and I know the color scheme is ugly. But you know what? I can kind of get behind somebody liking it just because it's wild and outlandish. But like Ramjet, yeah. I don't I don't know what it is about Ramjet. It's very simple <laughs> color scheme, but it's just like one of those things where it's like, no man, that's just wrong. It's like it's like somebody's like, we got a brand new Superman, and you're like, okay, great, and then you're like, and he's green and purple, and you're just kind of like, wait, what? And he's got a talk <laughs> box, and you're just like, wait, what? And then it's like I don't know, and then <laughs> yeah. and then next to him is like the traditional looking like Lex Luthor pretty much, and you're just like, well, that's I I don't know, it just something about that is just like really throwing. Well, me. I, I think that's like a, I think that's like a, a thing that me and you have talked about before, Derek is like we like Iron Man, we love Iron Man, we like Tony Stark, but there's like this little part of us, even if a figure looks really cool. We don't like the gold and red. We like the banana yellow and red. It's yeah, just like yeah, this part yeah. of us. Yeah. We're just like we go back to that. We're like, we yeah, we like banana yellow and red. That's just that's just how we are, you know? So like seeing Ramjet, you're just like, No, this is th yeah, this is not my jam, yeah. I, I think it'd be one thing if like he was just like, you know, some other character, you know, but since they were trying to call him like the same name, it just kinda threw me. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been weird if, if since they couldn't like you know get the gun Megatron and they hadn't made the tank Megatron yet. If they made Megatron into like a Seeker and like the Seeker was like Megatron, but 
thankfully they didn't go down that oh, path. Brought to uh, okay. ATB Megatron on that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, that would have been a cool toy at least. Like I love that toy, but but in any case, yeah. yeah let's let's move on to some more G2 stuff. Inferno, Jazz, and Sideswipe. They're robots in disguise. Jazz strikes back with a robot-ripping rocket launcher, and Inferno's water cannon is raining pain. Like, I, I picked this commercial for a couple of specific reasons. First of all, um, and I think both Brian and Derek have commented on this before, um, not even the people making the frigging commercial can put Ramjet's eye stickers on right. Like, the Seeker <laughs> gold eye stickers. Like, they're frigging crumbled up, like... Hey, I, you know, I, I feel their pain because, yeah. <laughs> and then the other reason yeah. was, I, I remember when we were talking about, when we were doing our, like, Transformer profile book, like, thing, I, I remember, like, Brian asked me, like, why, how was Inferno, like, different in G2? And I said, oh, well, he had a water cannon, and it, it much was made of that water cannon in the commercial. And now I can confirm for you, it, Brian, that, that, <laughs> yeah, that water cannon was rain and pain. Yes. Uh. Man, what what's with all the fucking cheap plastic? Like th- this was that age where like all the GI Joes had like spring missiles and shit, and it looks like it 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 it, it just was like, hey, here are some cool diaclone molds. Let's put some cheap plastic spring loaded phallic schlong things on top of the cars, and like I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what my biggest problem with it. It was like it's not so much that they reissued these molds; it was that like they tried to upgrade them, quote unquote. Because like there was Optimus Prime who came out and he was like you know his G1 mold. He had the, like Mike has already like made brief allusions to this. He hadn't said it straight out, but he had a big ass speaker box. He put it in front of his trailer with a big ass Autobot symbol, and he was just like, "All right, I'm Optimus Prime," and it was like, "Really." Does that make the toy better? Not so much. You know, it's like... Yeah, I don't know. Want, I yeah. I have that speaker box, like, on my desk right now. And no, it, did you it like makes, it? It makes my life better. Wait, hold on. No, give, I answer give my me phone one. calls. <laughs> yeah, give me, give me one second. Hang on. If it does, I mean, I, I can't fault you for that. I mean... He's <laughs> like, yeah, I have it ready. Oh, my God, Optimus Prime just shot me in the stomach. <laughs> So yeah, so yeah. Then, you know, he's all, he's all. This is Optimus Prime. Fuck all G two haters. I'm shooting them <laughs> in the stomach now. Do you do you guys want to talk about like? Because isn't like Sideswipe's recoloring traditionally the most popular recoloring of the recolor? Yeah, I mean because like, he's yeah, I like it. he he's in there, and I mean he you know I mean obviously he, that to me it's like okay that's not like the original sideswipe but it's not aesthetically unpleasing whereas everything else looks like you know i don't know steve ditko and a, a colorblind like you know john Byrne <laughs> crafted the the colors or whatever you know? i mean i mean it, it is so badass mike actually bought the uh you know alternate version of the masterpiece sideswipe that is the g2 version with the shoulder spikes and the big ass gun, which I give you credit for, Mike, because that is a pretty badass version. Yeah, like I really like that, like recolor and the that that aesthetic to him. Yeah, he looks more like a badass and stuff. And like, but still, uh, again though, that's not from the, the the commercial. That's from the comic, which I, I I'm like Derek. I wish they would have pimped the comic. And Justin said that too. He's like, 
the comic was so good. Like, why didn't they pimp the goddamn comic? You know, it's like you're restarting a comic franchise. You don't have a cartoon. Yes, you have a cartoon technically, but you don't have a cartoon. You're just replaying stuff, and it's in reruns. You have a brand new comic with new stories that are really engaging. Why don't you do like Derek said? Have those like tie-in comic they, commercials where like read the new adventures of Transformers, the new adventures of Transformers, well, not I mean, the old shit you've already seen. I mean, even if they use this, you know, dated and crappy CGI, like, wouldn't it have been cool if like the dated and crappy CGI had like the the bullet casings in Prime's face and like a bunch of crappy CGI yeah. smoke or something, just something that was that that reminded you of that G two comic book or or something. What they what they should have done is they should have gone back to the original cartoon when they were showing it and digitally recolored like Sideswipe and Ramjet and all those guys and their new schemes. <laughs> nice. I actually would have been okay with it. That would have been really fucking amazing. I'd be like, damn, they put some work into that. I mean, I, I don't hate this commercial because it is a commercial, but that's where we have a disconnect. Like these earlier commercials we saw. There was effort put into it. They were trying to sell a toy. These are trying to sell a toy. I mean, it's the same thing, but effort is key. And the CGI is very lackluster, like Derek said. It doesn't really resonate with you. You don't get a sense of character. And even in those old commercials, even though like some of the animation wasn't that great, you're like, oh man, you know that's you know that is jazz. He doesn't sound like jazz. We look like jazz, you know. And like they're battling and they're doing like you know energetic stuff. And this CGI is very mediocre. It's very you know like it, it's not it's not Beast Wars. It's more like you know um, song from MTV. You know, it was like uh, money oh, for nothing. Oh yeah, yeah. Chicks for free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, just it looks very very plain, not impressive. So. I remember searching desperately for jazz and never finding him for some reason. Like I, I don't know why, but I was like, I gotta find jazz. I gotta find jazz, and I never found him. I think I think I had all these guys that showed up in this commercial, but I I remember a lot of them. Like like I had never owned the Seekers before, so I had no idea how many parts they had to them, and like I ended up losing a bunch of parts to both Starscream and Ramjet, and I, I think like. Um, Sideswipe's rifle, like, handle, like, pegs snapped off in his hand, and I could never get it out, so, like, he had permanently had, like, a little white peg in his fist, but... I, I never owned any G2 except for, uh, the shiny, um, hovercraft, uh... Sea spray? Sea spray, yeah. I, I had the shiny sea spray. That was the only one I had. The shiny sea spray. What about you, Brian? Did you did you collect these at all at this point, or? Um, like I said, mostly just got like I liked all the recolored Dinobots, and I think, think um I had a G two Optimus Prime, and I don't think I had the Jets as a kid, to be honest. Well, there there was only two, right? It was just Starscream and Ramjet, right? Yeah, they never released anything other than that, as far as the Jets, even the cars. Like I think those were the only three cars they released too. Jazz, or, well, Sideswipe, and Inferno? Yeah, like, at least the reissues of those, you know, that the Diaclone stuff. Yeah. Maybe it was just that, like, those were the only molds they could, like, recover or, you know, get for that, but who knows. What about laser rods? Well, Did you guys have those? Yeah. Um, I, I, 
Yeah, I had some of the I had some of the robot master versions of them. I think did they maybe one robot master version? Mm. Oh, one of the motorcycles that was like came out later, like Road Pig yeah, or Road it. Rocket. Yeah. I had um the gold pickup truck. Electro. But, yeah. Electro. Yeah. But um, what I would do is sometimes I would pretend he was the Megazord from Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that kind of makes sense, actually. He's got a sword hey, yeah. and stuff. Yeah, you got to do. Um, I'm wrong with that. I had most of those, um, the cyber jets or whatever. Like, I had just about every one of those for some reason. Yeah, those are kind of cool. Later G2, G2 stuff was really good. It was like, they did the ball joints. They did, like, these articulated figures. And I think it could have really had legs if they'd done that to begin with. And instead, they just kind of were lazy at the beginning, and they were like, oh, wait, eh, we should do some new toys. Let's do that. Yeah, they kind of they lost, just... lost focus after that. To be honest, but... though, I mean, you have to think that probably <laughs> Optimus and the Dinobots were some of their most popular selling toys, so it seems like they did put some thought into who they're picking to, you know, reissue. Yeah. Um, I have a quick question, yeah. and you can cut it from the podcast, because it's just purely from my knowledge. Was there ever, like, machine Machine Wars commercials? Because that was like right on the heels. Not that I know of. Okay. Yeah, I, the, only, the only time I ever saw them was in KB Toys, and I was like, oh, what are these? And yeah. I was like, it's funny, I was about to say, I, I feel like they went straight to clearance at KB. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I probably. I think there was only six yeah. of them, so yeah. wasn't there? Yeah, it was, it was like uh, the, the four deluxes. and there the, was, uh, there was Thunderclash, there was Starscream, there was Sam- Sandstorm, there was Soundwave, there was Thundercracker, and I, I want to say Megaplex, and there yeah. was... Yeah, there was, eight, there was eight, eight basic, like, flip changers, and then there were, like, yeah, the two, like, Voyager mega sizes, and then Optimus and Starscream, I think. Yeah. Yeah, those, yeah, there was no, the, yeah, there was, like, no, like, big Megatron. Megatron and Megaplex were uh, basics, yeah. Okay, so I guess we'll move on to the next G2 commercial, and I think it's the one where we've all been waiting for, so let's watch that. <laughs> the aerial bots are taking their shot, double-bolt blast and combaticon, taking all, it's a change of being rearranged, to form a super robot, Severion, the combaticons are warring, Einstein is roaring, here's one metamorph, Vince Durga, they all combine and keep Superior behind as a big bad battle in Brutica. Man, if you thought getting into the fucking Grand Tour would kill your soul. <laughs> you, you know, um, I, I will say that the Z-Chat is a little bit better. Not much. It's not great, but it's, no, it's not bad. It's it's a couple degrees better, yeah. I find Onslaught's yeah, transformation that. supremely irritating. Yeah, I know they couldn't. Well, not not only in vehicle mode is his cannons facing backwards when they're rolling him, but like, yeah, the, he he has the Dern rickets like when they transform. Yeah, it's a little saddle sore. Well, I, I I think the the main thing we all want to talk about is because of the nineties, because of pop culture. Let's make a rap commercial. Yeah, rapping transformers. Yeah. I don't know, yeah, I, like, I don't know what to make of that. Like, do you, I mean, uh, I, I don't mean to take this commercial seriously all of a sudden, but do, do you think part of the, the the odd color scheme 
plays into that marketing as well. Like the idea that somehow the big bad Dudicus Bruticus is like, you know, graffitied or, <laughs> or sort of tweaked like, like somebody sort of it basically like he's, uh, he's so urban but yeah bruticus is urban and he's been tagged like is that is that a, a fair assessment is that something that anybody sort of i, I never really thought anybody? so much about like him being actually like graffitied but like when you think about like all the clothes from that time period like hypercolor and mm. like all the fluorescence yeah. and yeah, neons yeah. like i just i feel that more vibe than okay. um, yeah not, yeah not 90s were day glow like Everywhere, yeah, that yeah. like the bright colors, fluorescent, yeah. So That's Bruticus, like Bruticus, deal. and Superion with like their parachute pants and shit. Exactly. <laughs> I was gonna say, did you guys notice that it was Optimus Primal voicing Silverbolt and Superion? Yeah, I did not. I did notice that. I, I I did not either. I admit that. Yeah, Gary Chalk. Yep. You wouldn't have recognized him because he didn't go. <laughs> <laughs> that's usually that's usually the dead giveaway, you know. Yeah. When, when he's on like Stargate SG One and he's like, "Hello, Colonel MacGyver." <laughs> then I'm like, "Ah, it's Gary Chalk." I do think like the the thing about G two that like I give shit for is also the, the one thing I actually give them credit for because you know it had been about five years since we've seen some of these original molds. So you actually got Superion, you got Bruticus, and that is kind of cool for kids of that age to see these old molds. Now, we know they've re-released them a lot of times, especially Bruticus. You know, he was in Robots in Disguise, like the original series uh, that was tagged as, you know, car robots. You know, he was uh, the uh, Comatrons and all that. And that that's, that's fine. But it, it was kind of cool to see, like, the combiners come back. And I, I've always had a soft spot for combiners. And even now, with Combiner Wars, we're getting D2, Bruticus, and Minasaur, and Superion releases at some point. Well, no, not Bruticus, but we're getting D2, Minasaur, and Superion. So, I mean, there there's a lot of love for these color schemes. Yeah, I mean, this is the first chance I had to own these toys, so, like, I I remember getting them all for Christmas and being really happy with them, like, and I, I do, I do, yeah, I do see what you, you're saying about, like, the garish, like, colors and, what do you call on Bruticus and stuff, but, like, I don't know, it, it seemed less, Superion especially seemed, like, less, like, I guess, outrageous, like, you know, color-wise, yeah. so I guess I, I wasn't, like, off-put by it. Seemed like Superion stole like the color scheme from the Gobot power suit, <laughs> but that yeah. merged power suit or whatever. Oh yeah, it has like the reds and the blues and all that stuff. I, I always felt like Superion for G two. Like G one was like normal colors, like these military colors, and for some reason G two Superion was like flight exhibition team. Look at us be sparkly. You know, we're going to fly and like, have smoke trailing behind us. Oh, we got to fight people. Okay. <laughs> it's like, um, they're like, yeah. Does anyone know what a Dudicus is? It, it rhymacuses. Oh. <laughs> it it rhymacuses. I, 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 I said that was a Dudicus. I don't know what a Dudicus is. I, the only thing I can say is it rhymes with Bruticus. <laughs> well, uh, Sorry, if a Bruticus is a brute, that's a Bruticus. 
And a dudicus is a dude that's a dudicus? I don't know. Fuck it. <laughs> it's just... Jason, uh, we need you. It's just a Jason, what's, what's a dudicus? Just I a, think it might be made up. Yeah, I think I'm not cuss, sure. But, but yeah... Possibly. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I've got. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get my Webster's dictionary and look it up. I don't know. I have a dogicus in my lap. Does that count? Yeah. Let me check. Oh no! Is computer. <laughs> what the fuck? All I know is a dudicus is big and bad. It's true. He is. Dude, you're listening to the Fan Holes Podcasticus. Oh God. No. <laughs> I was going to no. say, like... Scoot has a faster, tougher form named Scooticus. You know that. Scooticus. <laughs> he can, fi- he can buy other big wheels to make <laughs> Scooticus. Parents, I was going to toy stores now for a good, good selectionicus. A <laughs> good selection. I was going to say, they, they push Bruticus off the, like, tabletop, and he, like, shatters into pieces. And I was like, holy crap, dude. Like, those toys are fragile. Like, don't do that. Well, 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 you remember when we were talking about this uh, episode, the, like, my biggest problem was, is, like, even in the G1 commercials, they just smash these toys together. I'm yeah. like, oh, you're killing Jetfire, you're killing Starscream. Yeah, like, those things can't take They're worth so much that. money. Like, those those friggin' the, the combiner head pegs, like, those will snap right off and, like, you know, inside Onslaught. <laughs> so. mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know, like, I, I remember I made these, like, toy movies with like my home video camera and stuff and for some reason i was more obsessed with the movie than i was with caring for the toys because i remember at one point it was like i had the original shockwave that i had standing up on one of my drawers and the idea was like somebody had like knocked starscream out of orbit or something basically i wanted to sort of like mess up all the g1 toys so i could introduce the action master versions of them, like to explain why they would do this, that they were all like, you know, sort of injured or something like that. And I go for continuity. Yeah. yeah. And and what I remember doing was I had shockwave in frame and then I, I grabbed the star scream that, you know, basically what we did was it was like, I think the collections of like three kids and we were just pooling our collections together. And then we were filming this movie. And so I, I took the star scream and I just threw it at Shockwave. Shockwave. And it was like we filmed it and we slowed it down in slow motion. So it was like you could just see, like, it was like Starscream was slowly like, boom, boom, boom. And then it like hit him and it was like, boom. And like, they didn't, I mean, I, I didn't break. Or, or, or was it more like, ah, 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 yeah, exactly. exactly. But I mean, I, I, I didn't, I didn't break either of them, but it was like this pretty epic slow mo, like, collision or whatever. So, yeah. Well, that's the funny thing is like, even though we're bagging all these commercials, it's like we all had like some of these toys, and we still play with them. So I mean, like, apparently the commercials kind of worked, and, and yeah, well, I'm yeah. getting credit on that. I, I, well, I like, like I can only speak for myself, but I I did not own any of the G2 toys, so I'll, I'll admit I, I, yeah. I'll admit when the commercials like worked on me, like Rodimus Prime and Shockwave. And, you know, all that kind of good stuff like that. Totally. Yeah, I, I, I will see your brothers you on secret, uh, generation two. Yeah. They did yeah. not work on me. Yeah. For me, like monster bots, micro masters, action masters, pretenders, whatever. Like I, I, I fell for most of the gimmicks even in G one, but I, I think by the time it got to G two, the space cube just 
pissed me off so much that I mm. I couldn't handle it, you know. But but Derek, Inferno's water pump is raining pain. Come on, man. It is, and that's what you know. So is the fucking space cube. So you know. Were you, Derek? Derek, were you like, like none of these transformers have rub signs, and only those transformers are real transformers. Hey man, and if, if Webster's dad doesn't tell me to rush to the stores to get it, I'm not buying it. Yeah. <laughs> the real transformers get it before Thanksgiving. Robot transformers, guys. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I, th- I think we've said all we needed to say about Dudicus. So I, th- I think we're on to the last one now. So let's do it. Heroic Dinobot attacks. Morphs from Raptor Beast. Into vicious robot with spinning Velocirotor blades. Evil Waspinator full of venom changes like never before. From insect to high tech and puts the sting on Cheetor. But there's more to Cheetor than meets the eye. Under the skin lurks a robot within. With hidden weapons firing. But treacherous tarantula mutates and counterattacks. Charging, slashing, blasting. All new Beast Wars. The next step in Transformer evolution is here. And when you buy the Maximal Predacon 2 pack, you get a free Beast Wars comic book. So yeah, that's the that's the first Beast Wars commercial. I have to say the one one thing that really takes me back nostalgically is despite the fact that Beast Wars was a slow takeoff and it had to get the cartoon to really, you know, get some momentum, the Beast Wars thing is the same thing from the cartoon. Yeah. They, that, that, that's pretty uh, pretty memorable, I'd say. Mm. Yeah. My, my takeaway from this is it might be a, a sort of warped perspective, but I, you know, I've explained how I watched the first two episodes of Beast Wars on pay-per-view, and at that point sort of decided that the dog needed to leap off my my lap. <laughs> no, at, 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 Well, he knew we were talking about Beast Wars. Sorry, so. fuck this shit. Um, my cover's blown! Um, so, all I was gonna say is, you know, I watched the first two episodes of Beast Wars on pay-per-view, and at that point, I sort of decided, like, oh, this doesn't remind me of G1. You know, that's the nice way to put it. And I sort of, you know, just set that aside and was like, okay, fine. And I came back to Beast Wars when I discovered the agenda and was like, holy shit, this ties into G1. Like, this is super cool. And that's when I started buying the Beast Wars toys. And all, all I want to say about this particular commercial is... By that point, most of the toys in this commercial were long gone, or they had updates and upgrades, you know, Transmetals and Transmetals 2s and, and that, that kind of thing that I focused on. But what I thought was kind of hilarious is that Optimus Primal Bat and Megatron Crocodile 2-pack yeah. was still available at KB Toys at a discount, <laughs> and I did pick that up because I was, like, really heavy into it at that point. Yeah. So I, I found that kind of interesting, yeah. <laughs> that that was the same thing with me. Like, that that two-pack, like, shelf-formed for a long time. And, yeah, I, I eventually got it, like, yeah, on clearance, too. I wonder why that, like, you would think that should be... I, I mean, I guess because there was no cartoon to sell those versions of the leaders. Like, it's weird how, like, you're like, well, you're thinking yourself you know optimus primal like like megatron like obviously they're the leaders but it's like they're the little tiny mini figure leaders that nobody cares about well, like, well i i think what it was was is like after g2 
like especially like the later waves that really went undiscovered as like there's there's people who are still like you know like oh man i found laser rod optimus uh prime you know like laser you know laser optimus prime i think beast wars came out of nowhere and a lot of fans were just like oh okay this is beast wars whatever it's not transformers i think it was a lot of fucking truck not monkey stuff you know i think people were pissed off and they were like oh i don't want to buy this shit and honestly like the Optimus prime bat and megatron gator are not bad toys like like they remade Optimus prime into uh Optimus primal into onyx primal for an exclusive actually i don't think the alligator megatron has ever been re-released uh unless it's like a special color redeco i think maybe they did a purple one maybe at one point but i think think people were so disenfranchised they didn't want to buy it and then after the cartoon came out they had you know ape optimus prime primal and they had tyrannosaurus megatron and they just didn't want alligator and bat you know primal and Megatron. right right i i see what you're saying like like in the beginning it may have been a rejection of the premise but then by the time people were fans and were into it they kind of knew it wasn't the it was a rejection of yeah, show inaccuracy. Yeah, yeah, I see. yeah. yeah this didn't yeah, buy into it, you know. It comes up in some of the other commercials we watched, but like, <laughs> I love how they use sound, like they they enhance the like transformation by like making the clicking extra loud and stuff. And I'm like, man, like how hard is <laughs> how hard are you manhandling that toy if it's like cl- making that noise, basically? But I don't know. I guess it, it's a method to like enhance the the visual or whatever. But and I, parts parts of me was laughing because I'm like like what Waspinator's chest doesn't like snap like that or you know. <laughs> I'm motherfucking transforming this toy, motherfucker. <laughs> is is that supposed to be Tarantulas, the one they call Tarantula? Or yeah. Whatever? He's yep. very orange, he's, yeah. Yeah, he's orange and translucent, and Victor Caroli calls him Tarantula, yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think this is actually a, a kind of a nice, I, I, I would say, throwback as far as, like, what was going to happen because with g2 you know we're we're kind of like oh yeah it didn't take off it wasn't that big but like with beast wars it turned into something huge and now when you look back at this commercial you're like holy shit they struck gold and when they made this commercial everybody was like oh this sucks nobody's gonna like this nobody wants fucking transformer bugs and transformer you know cheetahs and stuff no one and then it no turned one into one yeah no one wants spinning Velocirotor blades. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. It's yeah, it's 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 crazy how that turned out. Is because Beast Wars, by all accounts, should have failed. But the cartoon was so well written, it was so well done, and the toys. Don't get me wrong; a lot of people shit on Hasbro, but they t- turned out some really good toys. And this first commercial, you're just like, oh, it's bad. At Optimus Primal, it's, it's Megatron, and like, I mean, like, I mean, I know Derek and you have said like some of your thoughts about it, but like Brian, I mean, what do you think? Like, as a G1 fan, like, you know, were, were you like, oh, Beast Wars, what the fuck is this? Or were you like, I'm on board? Um, I kind of had 
Eric's reaction. I caught like an episode or two at random and like tuned out pretty quick just because it wasn't G1. And um, I think at that time I was like going to college for the first time and shit too. Um, so I was busy with other stuff. But then later, like once I actually gave it a chance, like to watch the cartoon, like the writing is so good that I really ended up enjoying the show. Yeah. And, and like, I mean, what, what, what about this commercial? Though? Is it really cheesy or are you like, honestly, like I'd yeah. never seen this commercial till today. And I'm, I really like it. Like, um, the basic size figures from beast Wars are probably my favorite of all the beast Wars line. So I, I was really yeah. stoked to see a commercial with the original Optimus Pri- primal and Megatron. I thought that was cool. I, I guess I should mention also, uh, a lot of the basics, and the first wave were actually flip performers, right, Mike? Yeah, they had like the spring loaded thing. Although it was kind of dubious on, on how well they worked. Like it, it was kind of like I don't know. Like it, like it would it would get you like set into position for it to like transform all the way, but like you still had to like flip up some like arms and legs and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, oh, Justin, I know, like, we haven't talked to you for a minute, but I know you really like Beast Wars. Did you think, like, Beast Wars was, like, the dawning of a new era, or this commercial was just, like, I never saw it, fuck it. <laughs> I remember I remember seeing the commercials, I remember seeing the toys in the store, and kind of, like, like G2, I was like, well, where's the cartoon? And it feels like it wasn't until maybe the first season was nearly over that I stumbled upon Beast Wars, uh, one day just slipping through the channel on satellite and I was like, wow, here it is. And I was like, I was so entranced, but like I already had some of the toys. Like I already had rat trap and pterosaur. So I was like, all right, this is cool. And I like, I really, it kind of was a resurgence in, in the transformers community because I hadn't really thought about transformers in a while. Cause there really, there hadn't been anything except for, you know, the machine wars toys. You saw it like KB toys, like constantly and nobody ever bought. Um, but yeah, it was it was like a you know it was the the, the dawning of a whole new era, you know, the series uh, progressively became better in its writing and everything. And it was great. Yeah, I I think like the biggest thing about Beast Wars is like this commercial doesn't portray what was going to happen, but at the same time, like Brian said, it did set a really good foundation of like what was going to come, and it's like. Oh, we have a good idea. Maybe it's a shitty idea, but everybody was like, "No, this could be a good idea." You know, I, was like, I, I think this is a really good commercial. Honestly, I mean, I think it. Yeah, it I sells know, stuff. Things, it yeah. sells stuff. Yeah, definitely. I mean, maybe I'm biased, but I think this commercial holds up way better than the the G two CGI one. Yeah. Yeah. And Snoo- Snoopy yeah. does too, apparently. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, he would like the Beast Wars commercials. Yeah, yes. he's he's all about the Beast Wars. He's like he, he is secretly K nine nine. He's K nine nine or Wolfang, one of the two. <laughs> yeah. So, any any final thoughts on this, sir? Um, I I will say, um, Mike, dude, this is this is a really big undertaking. This was Mike's baby. This this was really fun. I like watching all of these things. We've gone from Diaclone to Beast Wars. That was really fun, and like I like talking about this shit because I am a big Transformers fan. I like seeing the progress from you know these old clunky robots to the new robots, and also clunky commercials to really good commercials. 
that makes <laughs> you know like and, and some of the clunky commercials are better than some of the newer ones. So it, I think it, it went really like cool. more like good commercials to like super extreme shit to like a nice Beast Wars commercial. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it was a really progression from clunky to good. Is a kind of meandering <laughs> yeah. path. Yeah, I'll, I'll be secret brothers with Tony. I I enjoyed reviewing all these, and I appreciate you putting them together, Mike. Thank you. Well, you know, I I figured it would be an interesting experiment, and you know, one we can repeat maybe eventually. Like you know, even it's, it doesn't have to even be Transformers. Like you know, I was also watching like old GI Joe commercials and stuff like that, and you know, those are interesting as well. So you know, maybe don't get me started on the Cobra. <laughs> I don't know. Justin, do you have any last words? Um, I enjoyed watching this, too. I mean, you guys know I've been, like, kind of, like, burnt out and anti-Transformers here lately, but I, I enjoyed watching this, and now I'm kind of like, I want to sit down and watch Beast Wars again. Like, that's how I feel. Yay! Man, it's a, this nice. year's the 20th Yay. anniversary of Beast Wars, so... You know, obviously we're going to do more shows and we we are going to do something for the 20th anniversary of Beast Wars on Transformers Tuesdays. And of course, you know, we've got our regular shows, our other spinoffs like Sentai Saturdays, Toku Thursdays and Mobile Suit Mondays. And uh, Derek, why don't you do the usual like where you can find us and whatnot? If you have any comments, questions and or concerns about Superion! You can email us at fanholespodcast at gmail.com. If you are a big bad dudicus, you can follow us on Twitter, fa- uh, Facebook, Tumblr, Stitcher Radio, whenever they get their fucking act together, and, <laughs> and iTunes, and uh, we are on the fanholespodcast.blogspot.com, so you can always find new content there and download it directly. Awesome. So yeah, uh, the this was uh, Transformers Tuesdays analyzing the commercials. I'm Mike, and uh, good night. This is Derek Derek WC signing off. Hey, this is Brian Breakdown. He's huge. <laughs> hey, this is Justin. Hey, this is Cody, and I think I'm still a big bag Didicus. I'm just saying, you know, I'm gonna go with that. You know what I'm saying? Papow, you know what I'm saying? Are any of you still like still willing to like give up the power to, you know, podcast in order to be more show accurate? Fucking a. We'll be closer uh, to our. We'll be closer to our like uh, caricature designs as drawn by Tony. I was injected by Nucleon. Now I'm just gonna be poorly drawn. <laughs> Six shots like uh, quick switch. You are a disappointment to me. I have no son. <laughs> you never loved me, Dad. You just loved that little shit, Danny. I hate you. I'm joining the auto. Don't you talk, don't you talk about Danny that way. <laughs> he was twice the son you are. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what do you think, Galvatron? He's huge. <laughs> so huge. Bigger than Astrotray's gun. And we're back to the dick jokes. <laughs> Aren't we always back to the dick jokes? Isn't that what the big bad dudicus is?
Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to say the actual meaning, but Derek has it. We, oh, we finally dudicus. figured it out. That's what the big bad dudicus is. Insert the leg long schlong. <laughs> Insert zipper noise here. If any, if any of our female listeners want to reveal Derek's allegiance, please send uh, an email to Fanholt. He, he, he like rubbed his rub sign. It's just a big, big penis. <laughs> Thank you, Tony. Oh you totally stripped any subtlety out of that joke. <laughs> I was about to say, like, I got, like, Tiger Force colors and shit. Well, you know. I'm all over that. <laughs> <laughs> I got one out. Derek surprises all his dates. He's like, by the way, here's my Dudicus. And they're like, oh! Derek's Dudicus is raining pain. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, Superion! <laughs> can I take a piss break real quick? Yeah, yeah that, sure. That's what I had to do. Yeah, I gotta go too. Like, be right back. I was okay, like, yeah, everyone, yeah, go, go for it. You can't tell me to pee if I don't have to pee, Mike. Okay, don't don't pee then. See if I'm I not care. going to. Okay. I won't. Then, then, we're, <laughs> then we're in agreement, then. Good. The Master Transformers, more, much more Pee. than meets the eye. The Uranoids are attacking. <laughs> <clears throat> My pee is faster, tougher. <laughs> Hello? Hello? Yes. Okay, are we good? We're watching the commercial, you fuck. <laughs> Give us time. Yeah, really. I'm not a fucking fuck.